Postponements abroad. Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 92 of Thirst and Goal. I am here. My name is Franny. Across the table for me is Ben. How you doing, Ben? I am well. I mean, it is another hot week <laughs> here know. in October. October 3rd, and it was, what, 100 degrees, at least 105 yep. today. It's, it's still warm here in Southern California. And as always, Ben... We record this podcast outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. Yeah, you hear that other podcasters <laughs> inside in your air conditioned studios. You know, you should be outside on the turf as the NFL Players Association is seeking all fields to be grass going forward. All podcasts should be listed. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. I had no idea. I actually I don't mind the the turf that they use with the little rubber beads in it. I've actually r- ran on one of those, and it's actually it's nice under the feet. Yeah, it I gives mean, you a little bit of spring. They and felt you, fine to me yeah, when you fall on it. You know, it's, it doesn't hurt. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, when you watch those old old you know from yeah. the old from the stadiums where it was <laughs> literal astroturf that we had in our breezeway in on the, top of concrete. In the 70, on top of concrete, there was no padding or anything under there. Yeah, you watch those guys get tackled, and you think that. Ugh. Oh my God! No wonder they wear you know wore the pads that were twice <laughs> the size of the pads that they wear right now. How are you doing tonight, Franny? Oh, uh, pretty good, pretty good, Ben. No, you, huh? No complaints. No complaints. I mean, work. It flew by this week. I didn't have any issues. What about you, though? It was a long week uh, this week. That's uh, every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's time to wrap up some reporting for the year, which is always a fun endeavor. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fairly long week. Going into another long week next week, uh, but I'll be off the following week, so I will have a little bit of time to decompress and find my inner. Soul. Uh, but Friday, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have a little bit of uh, what I've been drinking the past couple of weeks, actually. It's a little bit of the Kindred Straight Rye whiskey with a little bit of the club soda. Oh, no Coke tonight? And it's Shasta. Oh, too, Shasta. Yeah. <laughs> the original. I might grab some Coke. Maybe I'll grab some Coke. But what about you, Ben? I am continuing to drink the beautiful, beautiful Citadel Gin de France. Mm-hmm. It's a Melange of botanicals and juniper. It actually is a great. And great... It's not, this is not an advertisement. Nope. We're not advertising for a Citadel, but uh, Ben, that, that's a good way to explain the aromas and the flavors coming through Melange. And it's a good one, and it's a reasonably priced gin. Yep. And I was about to start my winter gin drinking for the winter episodes of the podcast, but considering the fact that it was in the triple digits most of the week this week, I don't think we're right. You know, it's not quite. The time for the winter gin and the puffy coat that I normally wear out here when it's in the 30s and 40s, which it has been uh, the last couple of years we did. Have, I think have a couple podcasts where it was at least in the 40s. It was cold. Uh, in Southern California. So that is where you should be recording your podcast. Yeah. But before we move on, though, Ben, you're a huge Yankees fan. Have you watched any of the playoffs yet so far in the MLB? I have not. What? I have not. I know it's pathetic. It's sad. But my plan is to start watching the ALDS this week. I didn't watch the wild card round, but I will be watching the the ALDS and then all the way through. The Yankees moved on. Of course. I don't know who they're playing, though. 
I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. This I should. This is information you but should. But I don't. I know. should. I should. You know, I mean, I, I know the Lakers are in the finals. They're up 2 nothing right now. I haven't been able to watch too much of it. Um, but, you know, congratulations to the Lakers. So far, we'll see they where that leads. Good. But I know where they're at, though, Ben. Yeah. I know where they're at. I know who they're playing. But you should know. It is a weird year. It is a it yeah. is a weird year. Like normally, you know, I, I talked to my brother today, and he's like, "Oh my god, did you see that ridiculous ejection in the Auburn game?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, I didn't." Yeah, football is weird uh, because football. I, normally I'd be watching it. Yeah, especially this year. I mean, this year you just don't. I mean, not all conferences are playing, right? I don't, I don't think every single conference is playing. No, it's I just think a few uh, of the conferences, Big Ten, SEC, yeah. So that that, that and the ACC kind of waters down the competition right there. Uh, I mean, those are you know some big teams also, but it's it's still not the same. As it was. But thank you for pointing out my uh, shortcomings I'm in shocked. the baseball. I know I should be watching it. I should. It's just a, such a weird year this year in terms yeah. of... Well, it was uh, less baseball, too. I yeah. mean, you, you, sh- you should have been able to get through about 60 games there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so I will be watching the ALDS. Uh, the Dodgers on the other side in the National League are also vying for... Yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't care about baseball, so I don't care how well the Dodgers do. But I'm always looking forward, potentially, to a Yankee... Dodgers that World Series fun. living in Los Angeles with many of my pesky Dodger fan friends. <laughs> I would love to see. Uh, we need to to get a little bit of revenge for the 1981 World Series where the Dodgers <laughs> beat us, which was the last time the Dodgers won the World Series, by uh, the way. Dodger I think, fans. I think it wasn't an 88. Uh, oh, it was 88. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 88. See, I don't even know Dodgers history that well, but I know it was 88. Yeah, that's least. right. 88. You I are think correct. you're just a little sore about losing in 81, though. So yeah, that's I don't true. blame you. I'm still pissed off about the Lakers losing to the Celtics in 08. That's just something that will never disappear. Yeah. It's just one of those things that just you hold on to. But I do have a lot of shortcomings in that regard this year. So I apologize to all the Yankee fans. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm disappointed. Out there. I'm disappointed. But it's actually more likely that I'll watch the finals than it is that I'll watch the actual uh, Major League Baseball players. It's actually more likely I'll watch a Laker game. Yeah, well, hopefully only than... two more games. And they win 4 nothing, and they get their 17th championship to tie the Boston Celtics. Yes, the finally. Boston Celtics with eight championships where there was eight teams in the entire league. So congratulations Uh-oh. to you winning... Uh, they beat the know, Lakers every single time. So. That's true, but there were only eight, count them, eight teams <laughs> across the entire country. So not quite the same as 32 teams no. with you know players from across the globe and the highest level of talent possible. Uh, so yeah, so but we'll give the we'll give the Celtics their due because technically, technically those are championships. The Yankees have twenty six for a reason. They won a whole bunch back in the day too. Yeah, a well, long, yeah, That's way true. before you were around, Ben. That's true. They did. We've won. Uh, we won them in the seventies and then again in the nineties, early two thousands. Uh, so in my lifetime, I think they've won five in my lifetime. Uh, that seems. I thought there was more. Uh, well, if you count 70, 77, 78. Yeah, so six. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they won six in my lifetime. Yeah, you don't remember. This is a pathetic display of my baseball I knowledge. Know. I'm, I'm shocked. Tonight. I am shocked. Yeah, I was just telling Friday before we started that my brain feels like it's a little bit underwater tonight. <laughs> so if I spout off some you know, statistics and information that does not sound accurate. When you're doing deadlifts, accurate, deadlifts outside at 100 degree weather, Ben, I mean, yeah, I'm sure your, 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 your brain is a little fried. Yeah, today I did uh, grocery shopping. <laughs> Uh, two hour workout, uh, mowed the lawn, trimmed the, tr- trimmed the bushes and, uh, had about a three, four hour conversation with my family. So I'm uh-huh. a little bit mentally exhausted, but we have football but, coming. You know, those biceps and triceps, Ben, you keep on building. That is you're, true. You're working out in this hundred degree weather. Your, your workout regimen is top notch. Yeah. It's all, it's all a matter of getting the fat off the body. <laughs> I still have too much fat in the midsection nah. and this gin and tonic is not helping. That does. That is true. Uh, but Friday, uh, we are a show about football, fun, 
Friends Whiskey and Beer Reviews. We are going to take you all the way through the NFL news, the NFL games, week three. We're going to get you our picks for NFL week four Friday. What else are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners. We also have our week three recap and week four picks. For the games that are left. for the Steelers, Ben. Uh, We also have our tag team news. Eagles, Seahawks, Steelers, Ben's Steelers, my Eagles, and Sonya's Seahawks, whenever she does make a return. Yes. It is her team. And we also have our shot of the week. Oh, it looks good. Which I finally, Ben, I know I've been promising this for weeks now. It's been a long time since we've had tahini. I know how much you love tahini. I've been having to put it on my salad and in my water. Shots. But you love it in a shot. I love it so in a shot. So you love it in a shot. So we have the shot ready to go with the tahini. Uh, we also have our beverage of the week. Last week we had that Irish whiskey. Today we're going with some scotch. We have some tomatin or tomatin or you say tomato. I say tomato. Exactly. I'm not sure exactly how you say this. But it's the aged 12-year Highland single malt scotch whiskey. Tomatin. Looks like a good one. It looks good. I mean, the, the packaging is very nice. Their website is pretty awesome. Uh, we also have a beer of the week. Last week was a domestic beer. Uh, this week, we have a beer from Germany. And I think it's called Fruch. 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 Kolsch. Yeah, Fruch. I think it's Kolsch. Like Fruch. Kolsch. That's the type of beer it is. That's the type of yeah, beer it is. But we are, we are Fruch. It, I, did, I think it will taste like a lager. I hope so. But my <laughs> accent good. is terrible. Yeah, I know. It's getting pretty bad right there. Uh, we also have our betting corner with the games that are remaining. <laughs> on the schedule, but do they as of today? Do they? How do they do that? Like, so if you put in a parlay, do they just cancel that? No parlay action. Out? Yeah, no yeah, action. No right? action. And then we also have our housekeeping to finish up tonight. Oh, Friday! What's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben. We have our NFL news. Yeah, we ran a little bit long last week and the week before. We're already ten minutes into mm. this show. Uh, so we'll Talk try, fast. we'll try to get you out of here, uh, in under three hours if you stick <laughs> around for the drinking portion. Uh, but the football portion will certainly be a lot shorter, uh, than the drinking portion and the football portion combined. Uh, but first up, we have the Bears. Tariq Cohen is out for the year. The Bears day went from bad to worse on Sunday when running back Tariq Cohen was carted from the sideline to the locker room in the fourth quarter. Cohen, the Bears do everything. Running back was fielding a punt when the Falcons' Brian Hill was pushed into his lower right leg. Cohen was taken to the Bears' injury tent and later carted the short distance to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium tunnel out for the year. What what say you about Tariq Cohen after that beautiful comeback by the Bears losing their... A couple of comebacks this year. Yeah. Foles coming in, doing what Foles does, winning the game. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, But it sucks. I mean, it sucks for Tariq Cohen. Um, You know, they're 3-0 right now. They don't seem like they're as good as some of the other... You got to look at that twice when you see it. Yeah, those other 3-0 teams out there. They're not on the same level. Um, they've been a little lucky. Um, but, you know, losing Tariq Cohen is huge for them. He's just um, he's a Swiss Army Knife kind of player. He kind of does everything for them. He's just one of those little speedsters. Um, you know, he, he could be a running back. He could be a receiver. He could he uh, does it all. Yeah, I mean, punt returner, whatever you need him for, he's there. Uh, was it last year, the year before? Yeah, he didn't perform to the same level that he did the year before that. Uh, but it's still, you know, whenever you lose a weapon like that, it's tough to overcome. Yeah, and it's huge. And just about three or two weeks ago, uh, the Bears gave Cohen a three-year contract extension worth $17.25 million in new money. Uh, Cohen signed that contract, so not only do they lose him for the year, they lose the money that goes along with it. Uh, but he's a fun player to watch. I think he fits in 
their scheme beautifully both on but then as Franny said before why do you have this player returning punts for you <laughs> when they are clearly extraordinarily valuable at least the Steelers have finally realized special teams you know we're just not going to pay any attention to it but we're not going to have our best player returning punts and you know I just think it's too bad because you know it's hard not to root for Chicago especially with Nick Foles at a quarterback but you know, that's a huge loss mm-hmm. for the Bears because they don't have a whole lot to speak of on yeah, offense. You lose somebody, but you gain somebody. Foles is the starter. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You, you mean, you have the quarterback pulled <laughs> as the starter and the backup quarterback sent in, and you're still 3-0. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's Foles, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he he creates magic on the field, so. And he created some magic this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, as Franny mentioned, there is not a full slate of games on the agenda for this week, uh, it's a really interesting, it was bound to happen, but next up, the Steelers and the Chiefs postponed. The Tennessee Titans-Pittsburgh Steelers matchup won't be played this week. Kevin Patra of NFL.com reported is the first game postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the NFL announced this week that that game will be played in week seven during the Steelers' bye week. Uh, the Tennessee Titans will be playing the Steelers in week seven uh, and the Baltimore Ravens and Steelers will be pushed a week to week eight. Uh, also, we just got word this you know, I think it was today or yesterday. I think it was actually today uh, that the uh, Patriots and Chiefs game will be pushed till Monday or Tuesday. Right? Tuesday. Uh, so I have some thoughts on that, but I'd like to hear Frane's thoughts first. It uh, looks like actually Cam Newton tested positive along with some yeah. other players. Titans have about, I think, six or seven players that tested positive and about six coaches that tested positive. I'm not sure about the numbers for the Patriots, but what do you think about the decision not to play the game I rather to postpone yeah. the game? Why? Why postpone one game but then reschedule another game? It makes absolutely no sense. Like you mentioned, Ben, off the podcast, you know, your bye week, you're basically losing the bye week towards the middle of the season. Yeah, now we have where, a bye week in week four. Which is where you kind With of want With a 40-year-old quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's where you want it. I, I, I love when the schedule comes out at the beginning of the year when the Eagles have their bye week in the middle, seven, eight, nine. Some, you know, one of those weeks. That's that's the best. You get a little bit of rest in the middle of the season. You come back and you finish up strong, hopefully. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really unfair. It just makes absolutely no sense. I'm not sure how the league is going to handle this moving forward. It might get a little too complicated if you have a lot of these players, a lot of these coaches, you know, going out. Um, but they also increase the size of the practice squad too. So why increase the size of the practice squad if you're not going to use those guys from the practice squad to play the games? You know, I mean, give those guys a chance. That's what they're there for. I don't understand it. Yeah, and I'm not quite. I mean, and, and obviously, I am not a doctor, and I do not play one on the podcast, so I'm not exactly sure about the 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 medical reasons for this but if there is a way to push this game till monday or tuesday uh testing everybody monday or tuesday then the titans in my humble opinion should just play shorthanded they should you know you got 12 guys on the practice squad you want to increase it to 18 or 24 as the season goes on but there's no reason that the Steelers' schedule should be completely upended because they have positive tests on their side Mm -hmm. uh the nfl today offered to house all of the players, all of the active players, as well as practice squad players, in hotels from now until the end of the season, much like the NBA has done down in beautiful Orlando. It's been working. Uh, it's been, But it's been working, and they're waiting for the, the NFL Players Association to give their return opinion about whether or not that makes sense. But I would say, you know, unless there's a medical reason, 
to postpone the games because you have latency and incubation periods and what have you. And then all of a sudden the Steelers end up positive because the Titans are positive. But if there is a way that you could test everybody before, say, a Tuesday matchup this week, I think it's on the Titans to play shorthanded. Mm-hmm. Not shorthanded in terms of numbers, but shorthanded in terms of their starters. Uh, because these these situations could pile up yeah. as the season goes on. As Franny mentioned, this isn't like baseball where you could you could technically play two games, you know, two games a day for four or five days if you needed to. But the NFL, if the Steelers' next opponent runs into the same problem, there are no more bye weeks. Yeah, exactly. What so, do you do then? So what do the Steelers do? They play on a Tuesday do and then on a Sunday a and then on a Wednesday? If they gave you a win, Ben, I'm sure you wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Sonia, Sonia said they should either forfeit or play, which is even more hardcore than than, yeah, yeah. than me. But I, I think they're... Well, like I, I said, if it piles up, what are they going to do? I mean, they're just going to keep on pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, and then you know, have the Super Bowl in April. Or May, or something like that. Which you know, whatever. If, if if that's what it is, then that's what it is. I mean, I enjoy football, and whatever they have the Super Bowl, that's great. But I mean, it it this, it it's going to cause more and more complications and more headaches, and you know, pushing games back. I mean, I don't care if the Eagles ever play a game this season. Yeah, I don't like, care. Well, you just forfeit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, a tie. <laughs> Give us a tie. It's better than a loss, I guess. Um, but you know, it's it's. I, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do moving forward. You know, it's it's already affecting two games, uh, this week. So. Yeah, I mean, and the the reality is, which I haven't said in a while. The reality is, you haven't said that in a while, man. I, I'm trying. I'm trying not to go back to all of my own idioms, but the reality is, but they are your idioms. They, you know, they are very tied into gambling this year. The NFL and the NFL is becoming more and more tied to gambling in, in terms of a source of revenue. Mm-hmm. And if the games aren't played, like they like this week, there's no action in Vegas for those games that you had already placed a bet on. And if they're and if for some reason the team. Like not like the Eagles because the Eagles will end up ten and six. Yeah, but the teams that that are out of the playoffs, the teams that are not competitive, if they don't play a full sixteen game slate because the NFL essentially decides well, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna play this game because there's no point in playing it. There's no action on your on your total over over under for the wins and losses for the season, and it could blow a lot of bets that have been made in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, either either online or in Vegas through the end of the season. It could really screw up a lot of people's wagers week to week as well as at the end of the season, and I don't think the NFL wants that. Mm-hmm. They don't want it. They, they, don't, they don't want it, and that's why that's exactly why they should have just rescheduled that Steelers game or played Sunday and have Tennessee the Tennessee Titans bring in uh, you know some practice squad guys. That's what they're there for, right? Yeah, and Cam Newton tested positive. I guess that's probably the high. Is that the highest profile player um, this season to test positive so, so far? So, yeah. I, I, I believe so. I mean, I'm not sure who on the Titans, you know, was infected. I'm not sure. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, losing him, that that is a bigger deal for them than some of the Titans players, whoever they are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's too bad. Because Cam has actually played, he played above great. expectations. I, I, I didn't expect him to be this good, actually. Yeah, and it might have some indications to why the Washington football team is not as good as people had hoped. <laughs> uh, because it looks like Bill Belichick has a pretty good scheme going for Cam Newton that was not able to be brought to fruition in Carolina under Ron Rivera. Uh-huh. Uh, but next up, Franny, a very sad story. Speaking of teams that might not have to play through the end of the season, are the Jets doomed for decades? Sunday's loss to the Colts dropped the Jets to 0-3 on the season and marked the 10th time in 19 games under Adam Gase that they lost a game by at least 10 points. So it wasn't any great surprise that people have started wondering if the Jets will make a coaching change this season. Guard Greg Van Roten said the game plans are not the issue and cited his experience 
with the Panthers last year by saying that teams go further in the tank when they make midseason coaching changes. Quarterback Sam Darnold sounded similar tones after his three-interception outing on Sunday. Darnold said, he's been putting in, I truly believe, this and the guys in the locker room feel the same way. We've been in a put in a great positions to go out there and succeed, to go out there and make plays and execute a game plan that's put together perfectly for us, Darnold said. Um, it's it's just about going out there and executing. That's it. I've just got to execute the play that's called. If that's the case, the, J- the Jets made a very bad decision when they traded up to take Darnold to be their franchise quarterback in 2018 because offensive success has been a rare thing since Gase arrived in 2019. Whether planning or execution, more of the same for the Jets will almost certainly result in sweeping changes before too much time passes. But, I mean, if this is the attitude of the Jets right now in the middle of this skid after, you know, some uh, they've hopes. Been, they've been in quite a, a skid. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a long one. I mean, are they doomed for the foreseeable future? <laughs> I mean, they, they have to get rid of Adam Gase. Adam Gase should have never been hired in the first place, actually. And I mean, they have to make front office changes. I mean, you know, look at Sam Darnold going down, uh, you know, this past, was it Thursday night? Um, you know, I mean, he's a young quarterback. He does not deserve this. I mean, he was, you know, a, a high draft pick. He's a, he's a, he's a solid quarterback. You know, he's, I agree. He could be a top 10 guy in this league if he has the right weapons around him for sure. Um, but they just have not done that. And you have guys that are jumping ship too. Um, and, and I, they are, they are doomed. I mean, they're, they're basically becoming the Cleveland Browns. At least the Cleveland Browns have sort of stepped it up just a little bit, but the Jets have now taken that horrible throne of terribleness <laughs> that the Cleveland yeah, Browns and then, had and then losing, to, so the, many losing years. to a Broncos team with their third string quarterback. And and it was they, and night. they could have had that game too. They were in that game yep. and they lost that game. And you know, I mean 0 and 3 is terrible. I mean it's just gonna spiral out of control. You know, I could see 04, 05, 06. I mean they're 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 gonna be they're not a good team. Yeah, I mean and I, I can't help but feel like if this is the attitude from ownership down to coaches down to the players if that's the game plan, if you think that game plan that he put on paper, especially in that Denver Broncos game this past Thursday, if you really think, think that the only problem with this team is that the players are not executing the offense sure. and the defense appropriately or to perfection, I think they are sadly mistaken. This team needs a, a, an, a, an overhaul, mm-hmm. probably from ownership on down, but at least the entire coaching staff as well as a good number of players on a team. Because if this is the attitude, the poor Jets and their their swarms of fans in New York and around the country deserve a lot better than what they're getting in New yeah. York. No, the Jets fans are, 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 they're passionate. They take a lot of pride in that team, but it's time to start picketing out front <laughs> in front of the, it's terrible. Uh, the owner's office. Yeah, exactly. It's time to get the picket signs <laughs> out. Uh, next up, Franny, something that'll bring, you know, it'll warm your heart. My cockles? Your cockles. <laughs> Alden Smith. The Dallas Cowboys rolled the dice on a player that hadn't been in the league, I think, for five full seasons. And the NFL's leader in quarterback takedowns through three weeks entering this Monday night football game is a player who hadn't played a down of football since 2015. Alden Smith hasn't just been Dallas Cowboys' best defensive player through three games. He also leads the NFL in sacks with four ahead of T.J. Watt and Akeem Hicks at 3.5. Smith compiled three sacks of three of Russell Wilson in Sunday's 38-31 to 31 loss in Seattle. Game. That fun was game. every Seattle game. Has to yeah, be. Every, every single one. It has to be like game seven of the <laughs> NBA Finals every week. Uh, I feel like I try to bring my A game every time I go out there and play, Smith said, via the Dallas Morning News. I work well with the other guys and we work well 
with each other. Rushing is a team effort, especially with this quarterback. If I wasn't, if it wasn't for the other guys playing their roles and doing things, it wouldn't. Have, it would have been much tougher for me to make some plays out there. Uh, the Cowboys sacked Wilson four times in total, but couldn't slow down the MVP front runner, allowing five TD passes and 315 yards. That is efficiency. As Dallas fell to one and two, I think it's important that you don't let him frustrate you and discourage your rush. Smith said. He does a good job of keeping plays alive. It was something that we were prepared for and something we knew going in. But, Franny, mm-hmm. what say you about, you know, essentially they got him for almost yeah. nothing. It was a good move. And he has been playing lights out for a pretty sorry, well, yeah. not a, well no, I, I, I was going to say take a shot, in, but that's something I should I take a shot for. I think they are pretty sorry. I think they got lucky because they played the Falcons. They should the be 0-3. They should be 0-3 right now. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys are very lucky to have that one win because Atlanta didn't know the kickoff rules. Um, but uh, no, good for him. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a good story. That's a feel good story, actually, Ben. We don't have the feel good stories on the podcast right now because there's a lot to talk about. Four hours long. I, exactly. Uh, but no, it's, it's a great story. I, I mean, we talked about this months back when they made that move. When they made and, the move, yeah. And we, you know, we weren't sure what to make of it. Um, but it seems like he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, four sacks. I yeah. mean, and they, and they did put a lot of pressure on yeah. Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, give this guy an MVP finally. Just this guy deserves. Give it to him right now. Right, exactly. He wasn't even, he was, he, I think he had zero, zero votes, votes yeah. last year. Yeah, ever. I think I don't think he's ever had any votes. I mean, it's like, give give this guy the MVP award. This guy carries the Seahawks year after year. This guy does not get enough respect. He's one of the best, one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. You know who I think number one is, Ben. Yeah. But, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's not Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the obvious other choice. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, exactly. You know how I feel about Aaron I know you yeah. do. You're but beloved. I, but uh, no, give this precious, guy an Precious. Baldwin Smith, kudos to him. And I said something positive about the Cowboys, Ben, so I'm not sure if I need to do You a shot need for to that. do a shot because anytime you say something nice about the Cowboys, which is why I put this on the agenda. And why are we taking the shot, Ben? We are taking the shot because we signed in blood a drinking game about a year and a half to two years ago when we first started this podcast. If Frane says anything overly positive about any team in his division or negative about any team in the division, which is the NFC East. Yes, yeah, it's not yeah, that I easy. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. You got me. I see why you have so much difficulty with that now. And uh, if Sonia says anything, if she's ever on the podcast again, <laughs> if she says anything negative about any team in the NFC West. West. Okay, I thought you were waiting for me. All right. <laughs> or if I say anything negative about, or overly positive uh, about a team other than the Steelers in the AFC North. There you go. Uh, we have to take a shot of something fairly disgusting. And tonight, what are we drinking tonight? We Friday? are drinking. And this is the second offering from Bird Dog, actually. It was the Bird Dog. What was the first one? We had the Bird Dog Peach. Grapefruit? Gra- it was uh, Blackberry or something like that. No, oh, no, 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 no. It was the uh, uh, Grapefruit. It was Grapefruit. grapefruit. It was Grapefruit. Yeah, because I thought you hated Grapefruit. I like the Grapefruit. But in one. fact, you like Grapefruit. Yeah. Uh, so it is the Bird Dog Strawberry Flavored Whiskey. And it's not terrible. But it's not great, especially either. at 100 degrees yeah. out here on the West Coast. Well, cheers to you, Ben. I did say something positive about the Cowboys. I give credit where credit is due, but Dak Prescott definitely not worth forty million dollars. Definitely not. Nope. Definitely not. Uh, that's pretty bad. I mean, it's got that weird aftertaste, like a like cotton candy or something, or um. It is actually cotton candy. Yeah, it feels like it feels like some kind of a hard candy. Like I mean, this is something college kids would definitely love. I mean, oh my would, god! I mean, this would give you a headache real quick. A few shots of this, ugh, oh, this the next worst day, headache. You're gonna need the, you're gonna need the grand slam. Sugar on top of sugar. <laughs> the, grand <laughs> the grand slam the next day after Moments that. Moments over Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Friday. Next up, more. 
potentially bad news for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Chris Carson, the Seattle Seahawks head coach, Pete Carroll, is extremely unhappy with the Dallas Cowboys' defensive lineman. This is shot back, shot on top of shot. Mm -hmm. Lineman Tristan Hill, as he is making sure that both fans and the NFL know it, according to Bob Condota of the Seattle Times. Pete Carroll said, I was really pissed about that, uh, about Carroll, the hit on uh, from Tristan Hill on Chris Carson this past week. After tackling Carson, Hill rolled on the ground while holding the leg in a deliberate mean machine-style effort to inflict injury. The maneuver knocked Carson out of the game with what, ha- which, what has been initially diagnosed as a knee sprain. Carson is questionable this week, and he's not expected to miss much time, but his status is up in the air this week against the Miami Dolphins. But did you see that play? Did you watch the play? Dirty. Afterwards, it was disgusting and despicable. Yeah. No, I mean, you have the guy on the ground. He's not going anywhere, and you're holding on to his leg. The other player, I forget what it was, uh, I don't know, one of these guys right here, uh, jumps on his back and kind of twists his knee a little bit more, his leg. I mean, it's it, there's no reason to do that in, in football. I mean, that was there a flag? Did they, did they no, no flag. And they should have penalized him because it was sort of a late hit rolling over his back. Um, and for the other player to hold on to his leg, that is dirty. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, initially I thought it was just momentum, uh, mm-hmm. but if you watch the play in replay, clearly well, the player was down and he made a deliberate move to roll his body over one more, you know, at least 180 degrees, if not 360 degrees, one more roll over while holding tight on his leg and spinning that knee around. And that is some, uh, that is, there's no place for that. It's not a legal hit. It's not a hard hit, which we can live with. It's not a blindside hit, which we can live with if we have to. It was a despicable play that was meant only to injure Chris Carson. And Tristan Hill has been accused of this on more than one occasion. At least one occasion this has happened in the past. I can't remember the player's name. But this has happened in the past with Tristan Hill before. uh, And I think it's disgusting. Uh, I don't know if they've suspended Hill yet. They expect fine him. him Yeah, he's going to get fined. uh, Or he did get fined. But the, the likelihood of suspension, I guess, is not... You know, not great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Chris Carson, he has a hard enough time staying healthy oh, on man. his own. I felt bad for him. I mean, because he's, he's, when he's healthy, he's a good running back. And the, the Seahawks always seem to have running back issues, especially yeah. last year where they got, you know, every single running back injured within like a two-week span. They almost had nobody out there. But, you know, it, it was a dirty hit. You know, it's it's almost like a clowny shot to the back of, of Carson Wentz. I didn't say anything. Yep. I mean, comparing that to Chris, to, to Jadavion Clowney driving yeah, Jadavion, Carson Wentz's head into the turf. But I didn't say anything negative about the Cowboys or anybody in my division. Uh, well, wasn't, isn't Tristan Hill on the Cowboys? Well, I said, I said, uh, <laughs> I said Clowney. Cowboys I just said Clowney. I didn't all say anybody right, else. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you slide yeah, on that that's one. That's not a shot. Uh, but that was pretty despicable. And I'm not sure exactly why that was, you know, why. You know why a suspension is off the table for that type of that type of hit, uh, and 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 you know I'm sure Chris Carson was really excited coming into this season. Oh, yeah. No one had any idea that they were not going to run the ball the way that they had the last few seasons. So give the Seattle Seahawks you know credit. I think it was fifty fifty in this game against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and the game was closer than it needed to be. But Tristan yep. Hill, as, as always, grow up and stop doing that kind of mm-hmm. shit. No reason to do it when the guy's on the ground. He's down. He's down. His knees are down. His elbows are down. His body's down. Just leave him alone. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. It was something from the 70s or, you know, early 80s. Uh, But next up, more bad news for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard, one of the two top seven tight ends in the league. 
Eagles tight yak. end. Yak. Yak. The, no, Wylak. Oh, no, actually, uh, Dallas Goddard is is capable of yak. Yeah, he can get some yak in there. Zach Gertz has the yards lost after catch statistic that was launched by Football (laughs) Outsiders this year. In his honor, uh, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard has a small fracture in his ankle. Uh, According to a league source, he's out indefinitely. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, stripping quarterback Carson Wentz of yet another weapon and he they lost Jason Peters this week yeah. as well as well as two other offensive linemen that are out so he will not be not even running. shocked anymore if you're an Eagles fan you're like whatever I mean but eventually it's just going to be the practice squad it's that's what it was Carson, last year that's Carson Wentz in the practice squad I don't even know if Carson Wentz is going to survive and they'll I don't just, even know if I want him there anymore they'll just play Benny Hill music on the, on the <laughs> <laughs> instead of fans every time they're on <laughs> offense <laughs> <laughs> we should have that on here it'll as a sound effect it'll just be running in, yeah. you know running in circles uh, got her limped off the field in the first quarter of Sunday's 23 to 23 tie. Not a loss with the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, following thanks. a short completion. That makes me feel so much and, better. It did not return. Uh, the offense of the offense clearly missed him the rest of the way in that game against Cincinnati as Wentz managed just 225 passing yards on 47 attempts. A 4.8-yard average. How is that even possible? For a professional quarterback, a franchise quarterback, that is Well, you got no good. no offensive line. No, All they, of your receivers are out except for they, except for Deshaun Jackson. Dave changed the play calling. He's able to get the ball out quicker. He just needs to make quicker decisions. And he's not. He's not. But he said, you know, but it was a tie. He, I was it's happy. Not, it's I was, not a loss. I was happy that he made decisions to run out of the pocket when he did. Yeah, Especially that last touchdown at the end of the game. But you've got to play... To win, win the, the game. game. I mean, yeah, I don't understand exactly. You play to win the game. Yep. And the Eagles were playing Hello? to hopefully you win the game. To win the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just I feel like they're so shorthanded. Again, Greg Ward out there catching balls. But he's 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 proven to be a viable option out there now. Yeah, but Jeffrey is out. Rieger, uh, Rager They're playing Cincinnati. Is out. It's since we lost to the Washington football team. And we tied with the Bengals. I mean, these. I mean, if if we lost to you know Green Bay or the Seahawks or you know the Steelers or you know a better football team, Kansas City. I don't care. You lose to those teams. That's fine. They're, those are very good football teams. But they're losing to scrubs, which means you are a scrub. But the Bengals are. This is the new look Bengals. No, it's not. With Zach Taylor, <laughs> another year under his belt. And Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks to come out of college football in a long, long time. No, he time. looks solid. He looks solid. Don't get Joe me wrong. Joe Mixon, he, he AJ makes Green, smart decisions yeah. for a young quarterback for sure. Uh, they lost a tight end, but they have a decent. They have a decent team. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't tie the Bengals to the Bengals. Yeah. yeah, but at least they didn't lose to the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> at least you know. At least they. Yeah. At least they were able to tie. And yeah, it, it took twelve years to tie once again, but <laughs> it was two thousand eight, the last tie that the Eagles had. Oh, was it? Was I think against the Steelers the had one last year or the year I before. Think, yeah, I think it was last. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when it, it was. It might have yeah. been last year. It was that very often. But it seems like the Eagles just have a penchant for tying. Yeah, exactly. The Bengals. All right. Next up, we got a feel good story. Joe Montana decided to play a little bit of defense and intercepted his own grandchild this week. Huh. Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana and his wife confronted a home intruder who attempted to kidnap their nine-month-old grandchild over this past weekend. Uh, law enforcement officials confirmed this this past Sunday. According to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Montana told deputies that his grandchild was sleeping in a playpen on Saturday when an unknown woman entered their home in Malibu and grabbed the child. Montana and his wife, Jennifer, confronted the woman whose authorities later identified as Sotsai Dalzell 
I tried to de-escalate the situation and ask her to give back their grandchild after a tussle. Law enforcement officials say Jennifer Montana pried the child out of Dolzell's arms. Uh, thank you to everyone who reached out. The former San Francisco 49er star tweeted, scary situation, but thankful that everyone is doing well. We appreciate and respect for our privacy at this time. Uh, the sheriff's office says that Dalzell file or fled the home, but was later arrested. She faces kidnapping and burglary charges. But what say you about a woman walking into Joe Montana's house and literally trying to take what? his grandchild out of the... Well, how did she get there in the first place? I'm sure Joe, uh, Joe Montana... Lives in a nice neighborhood. I'd say. Uh, uh, in Malibu. You know, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I just need to know Malibu. Yeah, I'm sure he's not living in one of those trailers on the side of PCH. I'm, I'm sure he has a, a very high wall or fence or something, you know, some sort of some sort of security around his house. He's a wealthy individual. I don't know how that person got in there in first place, how they got into the house, how they knew where the kid was, how they would find the kid. This is very suspicious. Um, but they they walked into the wrong house for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, Joe Montana's, I'm sure he's in good shape still. Yeah, but can you imagine? I mean, just walking that, into that's your grit. That's scary. That is that is terrifying. Yeah, in your own home. And I mean, and, and we don't have I mean, there's I'm sure that more information will come out. But who the hell knows what the plan was there? I mean, it was the plan ransom, was the plan to sell the child. You know, who knows? Uh, but I can't. Can you imagine as a grandparent just having to crawl, have to having to call your son or daughter and say, well, I know you dropped off, you know, our grandson, our granddaughter. It was a grandson mm-hmm. uh, here today. But unfortunately, that child is no longer with us. That child is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just it blew my mind when I read this because I could just picture, you know, Joe Montana's daughter and him just trying to plead with because who knows what the person can do with the mm-hmm. child once they have the child in their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was just an interesting little bit of news that I saw this week that just blew my mind. Yeah. Because no, who just walks it, it into is, someone's house? No, I'm, I'm, but that house. There are other yeah. houses that you can walk into. But Joe Montana, I'm sure, has a pretty good security system set up to keep his shit safe. And, yeah, I'm and, guessing. Yeah, and, and for that to happen, that is that is terrifying for somebody to try to just take your take your grandchild. Yeah, I can't it believe just it. blew my mind. I can just, but I, I mean, I'm sure Joe and uh, Jennifer were happy to get the child back. Uh, but I just, it, I just blows my mind that someone would be willing to walk into someone else's house with the with the mission of taking, a, because because who knows? I mean, I'm sure the grandchild doesn't live there, so they had to know that the child was exactly. there and that and that where I'm the child sure was. There's more to the story than what we know right now, for sure. Yeah, that, that's. To go to Malibu, and and those houses, I mean, they're they're you know up on a hill. I'm not sure exactly where he lives exactly, but I mean, you know, there's is definitely. I guess that he doesn't live down in the canyon. I think he lives in the eye shot of the beach. It's gated. It's definitely gated. I'm sure. I and, mean, it just blew it blew my mind. Yeah, but you know, that I was gonna say just protect yourself at yeah. all times. <laughs> protect yourself at all times. That is true. I don't know where that is. There it is. Just protect there it yourself is. at all times. So when you have a child in Malibu, listen to Floyd Mayweather, would you? All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Uh, Next up on the big board, Ben, we have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our new listeners, as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. We truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of our souls. Uh, Since 2018, we have been a show about football fun. Friends, whiskey and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.busproud.com, or search Thirst and Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. Uh, please, 
please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you come across this week about our show. Get their podcatcher on their phone, their desktop, their tablet, wherever they listen to podcasts, and put our podcast in their podcatcher. That's your homework assignment for this week. But again, thank you all so much. We appreciate each and every one of you from the U.S. as well as around the world. We have listeners from across the entire globe. They're NFL fans and drinking fans everywhere. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL 3 recap and week four picks. Oh, can't wait. We'll be right back with our NFL 3 recap. Hold tight. All right, and we are back with the week three recap. Can you believe it, Frane? We are already this deep into the season. (laughs) Week three is in the books, and what's left of week four is coming up in the books as well. Uh, This is the meat in the sandwich that is (laughs) Thirst and Goal podcast, and it's not Subway. What kind of meat? Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say it's a BMT. BMT. <laughs> you know, it's got a little bit of uh, bologna, a little bit of uh, what was the what's the what's the M? I don't, I don't, uh, good question. Meat, <laughs> pastrami, salami, all the good salted meats. Prosciutto, yeah, provolone. I like provolone cheese. A little in there. provolone yeah. cheese in there. I like hard salami. Hard salami definitely. Ooh, let's get some hard salami Mortadella. in there. With olives? I like it though. I know, I know. <laughs> Gracious love mortadella. And, and that it's a European thing. It's true. I think. Oh, speaking of Europe, did you hear uh that this our sandwich is not from Subway, just so you know. Uh, did you know that the, the highest court in the land of Ireland ruled this week? I'm not sure if it was for tax treatment or whether it was a question of actual quality, mm-hmm. but the Supreme Court of Ireland ruled this week that Subway sandwiches can no longer market their sandwiches as including bread because the bread that is on the sandwich, they said, is not up to European standard and, oh do, it, and does not meet the definition of <laughs> bread. I mean, what kind of priorities? Because it has too much sugar in it. What kind of priority? If this goes to the Supreme Court, you got to get your priorities straight <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about bread. Um, but that is pretty interesting. But apparently, there's. I guess bread- they have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. But if anyone's been to Europe, the bread there clearly. There's a reason that it's better because they won't tolerate any garbage in their bread. Yeah, keeps the people safe. I, guess. Yeah, I had no Maybe idea that they had sugar in their bread as well as in their meat <laughs> and their cheese. So apparently, Subway's not as healthy as we thought. No way. Yeah, I was hoping it because I. You I mean, mean, Jerry was lying to us the entire time. Oh, Jared, <laughs> Jared, <laughs> Jerry, Jared. Yeah, he was lying to us. That I guess time. so. I mean, yeah. I, I've I've had a lot of Subway yeah, sandwiches was, in my life. It's quick. It's easy. You get back to the office. Eat it on your. You know, he was, eat it. He was a pedophile, right? I mean, he was, uh, he was, accused. He, I'm not sure. Yeah, if he was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it actually was proven. I'm not I, sure. Yeah. But maybe it was the sugar in the bread <laughs> that drove him into some kind of a diabetic frenzy that he wasn't able to get himself out of. And he was just left to no alternative but to do what he did. Uh, well, maybe his lawyer should have argued that. Yeah. This is not bread. <laughs> it's a mind-altering drug. Exactly. Uh, but first up, Friday, the Monday night game, the Saints at the Raiders. Well, I think we talked about that. Did we talk about that one? Oh, I think did we? we? Talked about I think we talked about it last week, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it'll yeah, be the did. third. Was it the Thursday night game? Not much to talk about right there. 
Uh, Dolphins and Jaguars. Who cares? Yeah. The Dolphins beat up on the Jags. Pretty interesting. 31 to 13. Don't know what to expect from either one of these teams. They're both going to be pretty bad, so whatever. Yeah, I was looking at the, the, the odds on the game for the, you know, for the, the, the Dolphins game this week while well, they're playing the Seahawks, but I was looking at the Jags and I don't know what to make of either one of these two mm-hmm. teams. Uh, next up after that, we had the 49ers at the Giants. The Giants lose to the 49ers 36 to 9 with the Niners having none of their no. starters. Nick the Brick Mullins is the starter. He's actually filled in pretty well for them in the past. Uh so the Garoppolis, the Garoppolis <laughs> uh 49ers beat up on the lowly Giants and uh you know it looks like the Giants and the Eagles are probably the worst team in that division. Yeah, I mean it's shocking how I mean, they bad kicked their ass. the Giants are. I mean they I mean they really beat them up and they they did not have a lot of starters. So this is pretty interesting. I mean I expected the Niners to win regardless, but to win this big 36 to 9 that does not bode well for the Giants. Yeah, I mean Nick Mullins 25 of 36 for 343 yards and count it one touchdown. But look at the touchdowns on the ground. Jerry McKinnon with Jerick Jerick McKinnon with a touchdown, Brandon Ayuk with a touchdown, Jeffrey Wilson with a touchdown and they were missing uh Raheem Mostert in this game mm-hmm. as well, but Did they were him? still able to beat up terribly uh on the hapless Giants. Yeah, I mean no Saquon, but still Saquon would have made that much that big of a difference. Yeah, but look at I mean look at Daniel Jones numbers. 17 to 32, 179 mm-hmm. yards, no touchdowns yep. and subtract one interception in this game. The Giants and the Jets, the New York football landscape looks pretty pretty pathetic at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Uh next up your division, Franny. <laughs> The Washington football team goes down to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns move to two (laughs) and one. The Washington football team with that one win and two losses, that one win coming against Frane's Giants. Uh, But Dwayne Haskins with three interceptions in this game, two touchdowns on 224 yards. What do you think about the Cleveland Browns moving to two and one? Not shocking when you look at who they played. I mean, you know, I, I would I expect them to win this game. They did. I didn't really pay too much attention to this game. Um, but you know, they're not gonna really make a run in in, in your division, Ben, in the AFC North. I mean, they're there, they'll hang around, but I still expect them to finish the season about eight and eight, but good win for them. The Eagles um, couldn't do it, but yeah, they did. But they did, but the Browns did. Yeah. Uh, but Baker Mayfield with a pretty pedestrian game, 16 to 23 with 156 yards and two count them two touchdowns. Nick Chubb carried the day with 108 yards on 19 carries and two Impressive. touchdowns. Uh, but the Browns are two and one. I did not expect that. I thought the Browns would be a lot poorer of a football team, yeah, but they played Washington this year. That's true, but they beat the Eagles. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. You know, the Eagles are, are what are they? They're 0 oh, 2, oh, two and, and 1. 1, baby. Yeah, you got to like. <laughs> one tie. When you got to. Baby. When there's, th- oh, two, when there's three syllables in that, you know, it's too many syllables. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that game right now. Yeah, the Bengals at I, the Eagles 23 to 23 Friday. What say you about you know, the Eagles not being able to overcome Joe Burrow? Kudos to Joe he actually, like we said, Ben, he's he's actually proven to be a very good young quarterback. He makes smart decisions. He doesn't make too many mistakes. Um, and he outplayed Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is his fifth year in the league. It seems like he's regressed this year. I don't care how many injuries there are. No more excuses. I don't give a shit. Um, but you know, it was it was it was just a pathetic performance by the Eagles. You played to win this game, and at the end of the game, they were settling for a field goal, and not even a chip shot field goal. They were settling for a long field goal, and it was very disappointing. Like I said earlier, I was happy that Wentz 
took off a few times and and did run the ball. It's 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 you know it's something that he hasn't done more recently since the injury that he sustained in 2017. Um, but it was it was it was just uh you know it was a, a poor performance all around. It was a very difficult game to watch as an Eagles fan. It was painful and, to watch as a Steeler fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it well as a yeah. football fan watching as, between the Steelers game and the Eagles yeah, game. I mean, I, you know, I, I thought the the Eagles were a little bit better, but it, it, they are not. They're they're not a good football team. This is not going to be a very good season for the Eagles. And uh, you know, if, if some of their games get canceled, I do not care. <laughs> it's like if they could just cancel Week Seven through just, Sixteen, we'll be all right. Just cancel the season. Who cares? But Joe Burrow had a pretty good game. No, I, you know, no. thirty-one of forty-four for three hundred twelve yards and two count them two touchdowns in the game. Uh, T. Higgins with two TDs in the game. Uh, but let's look at these Eagle stats. Ooh, Carson Wentz, twenty-nine of forty-seven for two hundred twenty-five yards. Count it. One touchdown, two sloppy interceptions mm-hmm. in this no. game. Six interceptions on the season. That you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, at least the one interception. There are some interceptions. Was pretty sloppy. You know, if a, if a wide receiver tips the ball, you know, if it's thrown right to them, and you know, one of the defenders catches it, that's fine. But all of these, like you said, Ben, have been sloppy, sloppy. interceptions. They've been forced passes to the wrong player. And um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what it is about Carson Wentz. You know, I, I would say throw in Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, no, no, throw him in. Eagles fans, I love him. No, just, fuck our <laughs> fucking quarterback. No, but I'm saying the same thing that that uh, that the Saints do with um, – with uh, what's his name? Oh, Taysom Hill. With Taysom Hill, you who know, fumbled I mean, the ball this week. Thank oh, he goodness, did. he did. He fumbled the ball one time, but he doesn't do that very often. Um, but you know, mix it, mix it up a little bit. You know, you know, put 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 a little bit of fear into Carson Wentz. You know, don't let him think that he's the franchise quarterback. There's a guy right there, right behind him that could take the helm. And I mean, I feel like this is a you know rinse repeat, you know Groundhog Day situation where the Eagles play poorly in the beginning of the season. Carson Wentz can't quite get it together. And then they're forced to make this, you know, this desperate run at the end of the season when they finally get it together. And then at the end of the season, like last year, you're like, oh my God, Carson Wentz is an awesome quarterback, franchise quarterback. Look how he got us into the playoffs by carrying the team in these, these last four or five games. But then you forget about these games that should I don't, I don't be forget. winnable games. I don't forget. I've, I've never been the biggest Carson Wentz fan. I mean, I'm happy that he's there. He's been, he's been fairly decent, but, you know, I'm not going to sing his praises. You know, he's, 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 I don't know what it is. I just I, I don't know what it is. I mean, he seems like a smart quarterback. But he, he makes such stupid decisions when it's time to make that smart decision. I, I he's just I don't know what it is. I it's something between his ears. Yeah, I, think, you it's, it last I week. think it's between his ears for sure. Um, but this is one of those games you have to win. I know. Yeah. I know they got a rookie quarterback who's playing pretty well. But, but that, if you have yeah. an experienced team like the Eagles do with an experienced coach, home. like they do at home, this is one of those games where you have to win in the final quarter of the game. Yeah. You know, even if you scrape by three three point win, you, know, they you had, can live with that. But they, they should have the won chance. the game. They had the chance, and and you know, yeah, some Peterson the, all of a sudden turned into freaking yeah. Some of the play calling, it, it all of a sudden turned into North Turner out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of the play calling at the end was very questionable. You know, some of it calls on, uh, falls on Wentz, but a lot of it also falls on Peterson. Um, you know, the offensive line, even though they're shorthanded right now, there's injuries. They still played well. They played decent. They protected him. I thought un- so. Well enough. I thought so. The last two games, they did coaching him up. And they have been playing well. Yeah, I mean the running game was not, didn't play particularly well in that game mm-hmm. either. Um, but maybe when you get a full complement of receivers back, when Jeffrey is back, when Rigor is healthy and completely, you know, recovered, Deshaun Jackson out there, when you get both of your tight ends back out there, 
I think they have an opportunity in that division because the division is so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Cowboys are, are, you know, but for that win against Atlanta, the Cowboys will be 0-3. I still think the division is within reach for the Eagles because right now I think they're in second place, right, with a tie? Uh, they're in third place right now. Or third place yeah. with a tie. But they're not that far out of first, which is pretty despicable for the NFC East. Yeah, but at least you have an opportunity. Yeah. You know, if you had a 3-0 and team, you'd be like, fuck it, the season it's is over. over. Uh, but at least you have a chance. Uh, next up, a game I thought the Raiders could win, but they did not. The Patriots thirty six to twenty. Patriots go to two and one. Raiders go to two and one. What say you about the Patriots and Cam Newton actually playing pretty damn well uh, against a Raider team that was coming off a huge yeah. win against New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I think I picked the Raiders to win this game. I don't know I why I always pick against Bill Belichick. I have no idea. It's a it's a problem I have been. <laughs> We're gonna have to have an intervention. Uh, this this sort of thing shouldn't happen. Uh, I picked against them too. I think. Yeah, but they seemed like they were. Uh, I mean, they still might be a good football team. But you know, their last two wins were. Well, I, last, the last one was pretty impressive. But then to turn around and play like they did against New England, they were down quite a bit in this game too. I mean, even, even the final score, even though it's as high as it is, it wasn't even that close. No, but if you look at, I mean, if you look at the line, Cam Newton only 162 yards on 28 attempts, uh, 17 to 28. One count it. One touchdown, one interception, but but Bill Belichick cannot be stopped. Uh, even though Cam didn't, Newton didn't have one of his better days, uh, he had Rex Burkhead carry the day with 49 yards and two touchdowns. Sonny Michelle with 117 yards on the ground, and Rex Burkhead with a touchdown through the air. So regardless of what happens with Bill Belichick, he somehow figures out a way to know what players have the hot hands on any given day and using them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this was not one of Newton's better days. No, it wasn't. Uh, but Derek Carr, everybody's favorite quarterback to beat up on, had a you know he had a serviceable. You beat up on him. I, I do, and, and he's you know the, statistically he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I just don't see it with my eyeballs. Uh, twenty four, thirty two for two hundred sixty one yards, and count them two touchdowns in the game. Hunter Renfro, who I can't understand, is still in the league. I just don't can't wrap my my mind around Hunter Renfro uh, and Foster Moreau with a touchdown in the game. But the Patriots fall or. Uh, Go to two and one Raiders to, at two and one, you know that's an inter- that was an interesting game. We have a dog barking here in the background because we are outside. <laughs> Bears at Falcons. The Falcons lose another. <laughs> I feel game at the buzzer. Uh, Nick Foles called into action as the starting quarterback in this game after Trubisky had. Uh, what I, Trubisky had about 22 attempts. Foles had 29 attempts. But what do you think about the Falcons falling at the end of the game? The Bears with 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. I've seen a lot of videos on social media with Atlanta fans burning their equipment. Oh, really? They're just, yeah, they're done with this team. And I don't blame them. After these two losses, this is pretty embarrassing. They could be 2-1 and one right now. And they are 0-3. Um, but you know, Chicago, good call bringing in Nick Foles. Trubisky was really struggling in this one and it was expected. We all expected Trubisky to be benched eventually. Um, you know, I'm not sure how good the, uh, the, the bears are going to be, uh, this year, even with Foles, but I'm happy that he's at the helm right now. Um, he's a much mature, smarter, more accurate quarterback than Trubisky will ever be. Um, so it's good for them, but uh, in this division, it's Green Bay's all the way. I don't know. What? Whoa, whoa, that's 
well, well, that's not the good that audio is, that I was hoping that for is right there. really loud. That audio was Whoa. terrible. So we're going to not play that audio of the Bears <laughs> game for you. Uh, but yeah, Nick Foles, 16 to 29, 188 yards, three, count them, three but touchdowns and one hurt. interception. Sorry about that. <laughs> I could go back and delete that little piece of audio. So sorry about that. What would startle everybody that's listening to the podcast. Startle everybody that listened to that one. Uh, but that was supposed to be the audio of Foles with the game winning touchdown in the right corner of the end zone. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the audio that was supposed to play there. Yeah. But Adam Gay should be fired and Dan Quinn should have never been extended and should be fired now. You can't lose these two games the way he did, the way he managed it. it, it it's, you just can't do it. But how do you? I mean, how do you explain this? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. Know, I don't know what the explanation. I mean, Matt Ryan, two hundred thirty-eight yards on thirty-eight attempts, nineteen to thirty-eight, one touchdown, one interception. Todd Gurley somehow managed a rushing touchdown. Brian Hill with a touchdown on the ground, and Hayden Hurst. But but just to implode mm-hmm. at the end of games on two separate occasions this season, they had this win in the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty points. By the Bears in the fourth quarter, I mean it's just it blows. I mean I don't I don't I don't I I don't understand. And Dan Quinn got you, extended. He got you extended. Would, you would think that they would have learned from the Super Bowl, but they learned absolutely nothing. You can't keep on making the same mistake over and over again and still continue to keep your job. It doesn't work. I mean, if I did that at work, it wouldn't work. I would have been fired. And, well, but, but what but do you think just, the explanation is? I mean, is it the players? Is it is it the scheme? It's, it's got to it be the, the coaching. I mean, it's got to be the coaching. I mean, you have to blame the coaching on this. I mean, if there's one meltdown, fine. But two, and then the Super Bowl, that's three. With the same coaching, that that does <laughs> that, that is inexplicable. I mean, it just, inexplicable! It, it doesn't make any sense. And one of these meltdowns helped the Cowboys get a win in I your know. division. Sons of bitches. Even though they played pretty well in this, the, the game last week. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I mean, if I'm the Falcons, if I'm if I'm Martha, I would be Arthur Blank, I would I would, I would fire. be burning my jerseys too. I would fire. Dan Actually, Quinn. I wouldn't because it's money that you spent on that jersey. Yeah, I don't know why you would burn. I mean, that's always yeah. been a, like your Duck Hodges jersey, Ben. I'm not going to burn it. Why that? would I burn it? I might. Just it might come give in it handy. right back to Duck Hodges. Yeah, I give it right back here when you're when you're playing for the, you know, when you're playing for whatever you know some European team that has the same colors as the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's inexplicable, as Friday would say, but I think because of these multiple meltdowns but it is. in multiple I, games. How do you explain that? Like, you fucked up last week. How do you fuck not up prepared. the same way They're again? not prepared. Yeah, no. And if you're not prepared, I mean, they have good players on that team mm-hmm. with the quarterback, with, with the receivers, with the running backs, with the defense. I mean, they have a they have a team that should have been able to win this game fairly easily against the Bears with their quarterback troubles and all the injuries that the Bears have and the lack of offensive weapons for the Bears. This should have been a game that the Falcons should have rolled in, especially at home. Uh, but they give up 20 points to Nick Foles in the fourth quarter. So maybe it's just that Nick Foles magic. Yeah. And he's magical. Oh, he is magical. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a beautiful pass. I mean, and he got and he got hit on that, yeah. la- he got yeah, hit no, on that last pass. He's good at that. Uh, but next up, we got the Rams at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills squeeze. By the Rams, thirty-five to thirty-two at the last minute, or last seconds of this game. That was an awesome game to watch, especially at the end. Josh Allen making a statement in this game: twenty-four of thirty-three for three hundred eleven yards, and count them four huge touchdowns in this game. One problematic interception, but Josh Allen also scored a touchdown on the ground. Stephon Diggs with another touchdown. 
Kevin Tyler with two touchdowns in a game and Lee Smith with a touchdown. But what say you about the Bills? They look like they are for real. Yeah, I know. And I do apologize to Josh Allen. I've talked a lot of shit about Josh Allen. I well, said he, he played was, like a big yeah, but hot I said, mess in the playoffs last year. He did. He did. But he has really turned things around this year. I mean, he looks like a legitimate quarterback in this league. And I was very wrong on this guy. I mean, he is also one of the front runners for MVP, too. So far. So in far. In the first three games. So far, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure how things will continue, but he's been very impressive so far this year. I mean, that was quite a game to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Sean McVay uh, really thought that they were going to pull that game out and win that game uh, way deep into the fourth quarter, and it just didn't happen. And they've been playing well. I mean, yeah. Goff, 23 of 32 for 321 yards, two count them, two touchdowns, one interception in the game. Darrell Henderson with a, with a touchdown, Jared Goff with a touchdown on the ground, Cooper Cup with a touchdown, Robert Woods with a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I think the Rams played about as well as they could in that game, but were not able uh, to overcome the late surge from Josh Allen. Yep, that was a, that was a but also that pass interference call at the end of the game right there it was totally pass interference. It was questionable, questionable. I mean, a, a little bit of soccer in there, a little bit of basketball in there. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think but, some of these guys are getting a little bit more creative in but their the Rams reaction. Also got it the week before against Dallas, so I guess it, it you know it, it it sort of equals out. In the end, because that 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 one, uh, you know, uh, uh, offensive pi on fourth down, I think it was, uh, yeah, whatever it was, yeah, I can't remember what down it was, but um, you know, I, I don't think that was fair. I think it was fair. It, the call is the call. It is the call, but it's questionable. It is, but I mean, offensive pass interference. But I'm happy. Is, happy. Is a, is a I'm, I'm happy that it was a pi <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, if you if you extend your arm, if you create separation like that, I mean, does I, that warrant a shot? Then? Uh it does warrant a shot. I, I, <laughs> Why do I put myself in these situations? Because you like to do the shots of the beautiful, beautiful bird dog. You want some? Strawberry. I'll take a half a shot. Yeah. I'll take whatever whatever you take since since we haven't taken that many shots yet yeah. in that's, this episode. Uh, and, and I and I killed our poor fans with that terrible, terrible audio in their ear of what was supposed to be a beautiful highlight of Nick Foles throwing a <laughs> touchdown to the corner of the end zone. All right, Ben. Here you are. All right. Here we go. Actually, there's, that's a large one. That's what, yeah, well. uh, what you got to do when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills. You got to eat a raw salami in the stands with a with a bottle of bird dog. That's a Bills fan right there. Let's Cheers. do it. <sighs> I'm warming up to it. Not bad, actually, this time around. It gets better as you drink more. Exactly. Vitamin of Benjamin. All right. Next up, the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers man. get a Big win over what was supposed to be a good Houston Texans team, 28 to 21. Watt, Watt, Watt. We had two Watt brothers for the Steelers in this game and one Watt brother on the Texans in this Watt? game. First time in a, either ever or in a really long time when you have three players or three brothers in the same game. But the Steelers get the win. Big Ben Roethlisberger, 22 of 36 for 237 yards and two. Count them. Two touchdowns in a game. James Conner, healthy with a touchdown on the ground. Eric Ebron, fresh from Motor City with a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster coming out of his shell this year with a touchdown. Uh, and on the Texan side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, unfortunately, 19-27 for 264 yards to count them. Two touchdowns, one painful interception in the game. David Johnson with a touchdown. Randall Cobb off the scrap heap with a touchdown. And Will Fuller, who? Will Fuller is playing with a touchdown in the game. 
But what say you? The Steelers go to three and well, what oh. Do you, what do you say, Ben? It's your team. Oh, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I think I know you. You were texting me during the game, like this motherfucker. This and that. You were not happy the entire game. It was closer <laughs> yeah. than you wanted it to be. It should not have been as close, given the way that the Texans were playing. The play- Texans did not play particularly well in this game, but the Steelers let them hang around longer than they should have. Uh, I think Roethlisberger played well. I think Connor played well. Uh, special teams yeah, obviously Connor, made a mistake with a fumble earlier in the game. And I mean, special teams just continues to be a nightmare for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just cannot get out of their own way on special teams. Uh, but by and large, I think they're playing really well. I mean, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm extraordinarily happy that Juju Smith-Schuster has taken on the role as number one receiver, that Ben is doing everything he can to get the ball to the guys that he knows can succeed. Deontay Johnson, I think, got hurt in this game, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're really... Yeah, Deontay is quite the weapon, too. Yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, Cohen earlier, and, and Deontay Johnson is a very similar player that can kind of do everything. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, we... we probably had more running backs in this game than I expected. Uh, you know, Anthony McFarlane, a draft pick out of Maryland with six carries, Benny Smell with Benny Snell oh, with Benny seven sucks. carries. On. Uh, Jalen <coughs> Samus with a carry Roethlisberger with five big carries for yeah. minus three yards. Uh, but Connor 109 yards and a touchdown, 6.1 yards per carry. I think Connor, if he can stay healthy, uh, I think this is one of those types of games, but I think we're we're using more running backs than I think Tomlin is typically comfortable mm-hmm. with. But those are I, some impressive numbers right there. Six point one average, you know, eighteen attempts for one hundred nine yards for him. I you know I, I I like this guy. I mean, he's a very good player, and and he has that backstory with you know battling cancer oh, and yeah. everything. And he really you know bulked up for this season, and I was wishing him well, and I'm I'm glad that he's he's performing at the levels that we wanted him to. Yeah, I just hope he can stay healthy. I mean, Roethlisberger's mm-hmm. been keeping the ball, you know, in the air, but to his own team. Uh, even the season before last, there was a problem with interceptions. We threw way too many interceptions the season before last. Roethlisberger's been keeping the ball in his hands and in his receiver's hands rather than the opposing team. He's been he's been comfortable trying to fit that ball into really tight, really tight corners, uh, really tight um uh, really tight throws in between defenders, which shows me that he's really confident in in his skills and what he can do this year. Uh, so I, I could not be happier now that the game is over. During the <laughs> game, during the game, not so much. I was not particularly happy, especially in that third quarter when the Steelers couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, but I, I really think the Steelers have a chance if they could get this together. They're, they're one of the they're one of the front runners in the AFC. You know, three and zero, and I think they're only going to get they're going to get better. Yeah, I think it's been about 15 years since we were three and zero, and and to go four and zero, the Steelers. You got to go all the way back to the 70s. The last time the Steelers were four and zero. Wow. So you know we could have had that win this week potentially <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans, but instead the Steelers will be lounging around. But uh, what do you think about the Texans going to zero and three? That is pretty concerning in that division. Um, you know, Tennessee. Well, we'll see what happens with Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, actually, the Colts actually played pretty well as well. Um, so uh, 0-3, if they were in the NFC East, it wouldn't be a big issue. But they're in the wrong division. They'd be in third place. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be worried about making the playoffs. But uh, 0-3 is a pretty big hole for the Texans in that division. Not good for them. Not good for O'Brien. Not good for Watson. Now, they have played good teams, though. They played Kansas City. They played Baltimore, I believe. And they played the Steelers. Oh, yeah, so, they I mean, have a tough, they, tough that, that schedule. Was, the yeah, Titans not, have, have a, I mean, or Titans. The Texans have had a tough, tough yeah, schedule. Texans, yeah. And I don't think it gets any easier in the next mm-hmm. couple games either. Mm-hmm. But 0 and 3 is a really hard way to start the season, especially if you're Bill O'Brien. And, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to have been 
JJ Watt talking to his brothers after that game because TJ Watt with a huge sack in that game and some other nice plays. Uh, but I, you know, JJ, you had an opportunity to get the hell out of there. You didn't take it. No. Uh, next up, oh, the Titans in a squeaker <laughs> over the Minnesota Vikings. In tennis, a what? In a squeaker. squeaker. 31 to 30 on a last second field goal, I believe, at the end of this game. Your beloved Minnesota Vikings and Kirk motherfucking cousins going to 0 and 3. Yeah. Franny, yeah. what that's, say that's, you? It's, it's pretty shocking that they're 0 and 3. I thought they were a better football team. Uh, I'm definitely not going to bet on them again this year. Uh, but it was really close. It was a close one. I thought the Vikings might pull this one out, but uh, the Titans at the end, they just they pulled it off. I mean, Tannehill, pretty good game, but, you know. 321 yards on 37 attempts, no touchdowns, and one interception. Derrick Henry finally has his coming out party this week. Two touchdowns on 119 yards and 26 carries. Uh, But the Vikings, it was not enough. Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns, but two costly interceptions on 251 yards. Dalvin Cook with a touchdown. Nothing for Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. With a touchdown, Adam Thielen with a touchdown receiving, and Kyle Rudolph off the scrap heap with a touchdown there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Franny, what do you think? Do the, do the Minnesota Vikings have any no. chance no. to make something out of this season? <clears throat> it's going to be very difficult. I mean, you know, Chicago is 3-0. Green Bay is 3-0. They're 0-3. Uh, it's not easy to climb your way out of a hole that's that big this early in the season they have the players there i mean I, you know I, I, I didn't think losing digs would be a big issue for them but it seems like it is it's a big issue for uh for josh allen he's very happy yeah, have, he's happy for yeah he's <laughs> happy to have him over there you know uh, but you know for kirk motherfucking cousins he's i mean this was actually a pretty decent game for him uh, two interceptions but he's played he actually played better in this game than he did in the first two he was pretty terrible in the first two games yeah, I mean, I, I did not expect the Vikings to be sitting at 0-3. Yeah, I know. I just didn't expect... I actually didn't expect the Titans to be sitting at 3-0. I uh, did. I, well, you know, I, I I did. I mean, they were in the AFC Championship game last year. I mean, come on. Yeah, they were, but it was a lot of... I thought it was a lot of smoke and mirrors last year and a sort of a one-time one opportunity because everything was going exactly mm-hmm. exactly right for them, especially at the end of the season. Everything was just sort of falling into place. Every ball was bouncing their way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think they could repeat that this year, but apparently... You know, they are sitting at three and oh, so I am eating my words. <laughs> uh, next up, Panthers at Chargers. 21, the, the Panthers get their first win. Panthers. Over the hapless Chargers, 21 to 16. Friday, what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater getting the win? Yeah, I, I didn't really pay much attention to this game. I I really didn't. Well, Herbert started, I, I, so I, I, I tried I know, to pay attention, but he didn't yeah, play he, particularly he, well. He didn't play as well as, as he did the week before. Um, I think I chose the Chargers in this one last week. Just the way they played the week before, they were pretty impressive, uh, you know, against Kansas City. Um, but it didn't pan out. The yeah, way I thought it would. and I think it's a heavy load. It might be too heavy of a load on Justin Herbert, thirty-five mm-hmm. of forty-nine. But I attempts. still hope he continues to be the oh, starter. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but forty-nine attempts—that's a little ah. bit of a heavy load for your second game in the NFL. Yep. Uh, a touchdown and an interception. I don't hold the interception against him. Against him, uh, Austin Eckler with a touchdown. Keenan yeah, Allen. Keenan Allen's numbers, man. Yeah, I mean that's his security blanket there already, mm-hmm. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirteen receptions for 132 yards and a TD. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater had a great game. 22 of 28, very efficient. 235 yards and a touchdown. You know, playing without Christian McCaffrey. Touchdown to Mike Davis 
Uh, and I think, uh, I think they've got a chance to, to do something now that they've got a win under their belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get, you know, close to competing for the division, but I think the Panthers are a better team than people are giving them credit for. <laughs> Not in that division. Oh, next up, Jets at Colts. Do I even uh, want to open the we, stats we for this game? We don't need to talk about that one. The Colts blew them out. The Jets suck. We talked about this. Philip Rivers. We got to keep this Phillip, under three. Phil- got to keep this under three hours. <laughs> let's see. Let's let's just let's just look at Rivers' numbers in this one. But Philip Rivers, man. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. Sidearm Philip Rivers. Eh, not that impressive. No, it's not that impressive. No, actually, it's not that impressive. Eh. Uh, seventeen to twenty-one for two hundred seventeen yards and a touchdown. But the Colts blow out the yeah. hapless Jets. Nope. Uh, next up, Jets probably suck. the most exciting game of the week: the Seattle Seahawks squeaker <laughs> over the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Should not have been a squeaker. No, it shouldn't. Have. But it was. It Friday. Was what do you think about every week? There always has to be drama with the Seahawks. This is must watch football every single week and doesn't have to be. But when they went up two scores, I was just it, like, it's over. It's, it's over. over. That's what I thought. I thought it was over. And then I'm I'm there with, you know, sweaty palms <laughs> because I, I, I hate the Cowboys. I don't want them to win that many games. Obviously they're my division. Um, but, uh, but a two yeah. point conversion, you know, in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was a crazy game. It's always a crazy game with the Seahawks. It's always so much fun to watch. Unfortunately, oh, no, for it was you, a safety. Wasn't it a safety uh, in the fourth quarter? I think it was earlier on the game that they had that, uh, that safety. Uh, but, Ben, I mean, your your wife is a huge Seahawks fan. I mean, she's oh, a she very games. passionate fan. She hates these games, but it seems like it's week after week after week. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is with the Seahawks if they want to make it this interesting. It's like scripted uh, but, almost. Uh, but what would – I mean – I just don't understand it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when they were up to, I think it was in the third quarter, they were up two yeah. scores. Yeah. And I was essentially like, okay, we can get ready for bed. You know, we can <laughs> not get ready for, you know, but we can, we can sort well, of wrap. It was early in the day, Ben. You know, oh, no, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. earlier today. But we can wrap this up. You know, we can start thinking about, you know, other things. And it nope. just, they just could not Never. and cannot, you know, help themselves from making the game closer than it needs to be at the end. The defense, I think, played better than. Better than I expected after Jamal Adams went down. Jamal Adams will be out this week. Uh, wondering whether those two first-round draft picks were the smartest decision in the world. Uh, I realized Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns. Damn. Yeah, but look at the, look at Russell Wilson's numbers. I mean, this is this is compared to, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers, five Patrick touchdowns. Mahomes. But 27 of 40 for 315 yards and five, five touchdowns through the air. Pretty Not impressive. a combined total, but through the air. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, who just somehow finds the open zone in the defense, regardless. One of those touchdowns was he was just sitting there all alone with no coverage on him at all. DK Metcalf with a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Lockett, as Franny said, with three touchdowns. Jacob Hollister with a touchdown. Oh, but DK Metcalf with that stupid bonehead play. I mean, they, I, I could not have been more irate. See, the about game, that. the game would have been over, and you were Ben. You really voiced your opinion over Viber. You let me know how much you hated DK Metcalf after that play. This and is that not. Is there's no excuse for it. Play uh, to just uh, you know trot into the end zone and 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 act like there's no defender behind you, and to get a touchback instead of a touchdown, I, it would have been over at that point. But he made it more difficult. But he also caught a touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, because th- th- this, this whole play. like redeeming yourself bullshit. No, you should yeah. have had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, having one touchdown and one touchdown taken away, that's not redeeming yourself. That's that's one for one. Yep. You could have been plus two, but you were one and one. Yep. That's not redeeming yourself. Yep. 
As far as I'm concerned, there is no excuse for that in the NFL. Not only did not only did you not score the touchdown, you gave the ball to your opponent. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as if you're like, okay, I dropped the ball or I made a mistake, and okay, we got to pick up a third down here, or you know, or a fourth down and kick the field goal. He they gave the ball back to their opponent. It's childish. It's infantile. He's second le- second season, uh, or second season in the league. There's no reason you should mm-hmm. be even thinking. I mean, there's no fans in the stadium. Who are you yeah. showboating for? Yeah, makes no sense. I mean, well, no I mean, wh- to get. I mean, it, that is the kind. Of, and I know Russell Wilson walked up to him, and uh, but I can just the difference between Russell Wilson there and Tom. I know. I, I think Tom Brady would have laid the fuck into him, mm-hmm. and just and because I know you're embarrassed. Nobody wants to be embarrassed on national television by you know seeing the quarterback yell at you, but that just cannot happen in the National Football. Leak. Yeah. You really think that there's no one behind you? But you know what I think it was? I think it's scripted. <laughs> because the, the, the like, okay, Seahawks dropped this ball at the end the zone. The Seahawks always have to have close games, and that's exactly what happened. But ultimately, they got the win. It was a lot of fun to watch. Maybe not for Sonya. She probably had a little bit of a heart attack, as she does every single week. Uh, well, I, I felt bad. I, said, I told her it was over. When I thought it was up, over, I was too. Like, I was like, this, there's no way. But yeah. d- Prescott did the same thing the week before against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I probably should have known they were going to make a little bit of a comeback with the Seahawks being shorthanded on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your Dak Prescott, 37 right. of oh, 57, <laughs> three touchdowns, count them, and two interceptions in the game. Feed me. Zeke Elliott with a touchdown in this game. Michael Gallup, who's been better than expected as far as I'm concerned, with a touchdown. Cedric Wilson with a touchdown. And the $100 million man, Amari Cooper, with nine catches for 86 yards. What a poor investment there, Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. What do you think about Amari Cooper? Good for him. (laughs) I'm not going to figure. I took enough shots. All right. Here's a game that cost me some money. The Lions at the Cardinals. The mm-hmm. Lions get their first win, getting off the schneid against the Cardinals. Cardinals at two and one. Detroit at one and two. What do you think about that one? You know, I, this is another game that I I, I just sort of because I was watching the the Seahawks game the entire time because I you know I pay close attention to the Seahawks. I play I pay close attention to the Cowboys as well. Um, so this one was one that I didn't watch too much of, but I saw the the Cardinals were up at one point. I thought the Cardinals would actually win this game. But Detroit came back and won. Yeah, it was a pretty sloppy game by the Cardinals all the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stafford with two touchdowns on 270 yards, 22 of 31. Uh, touchdown to Kenny Galladay. Touchdown to Jesse James. Extila. Uh, but the Cardinals actually, I, I watched you know this game in between commercials of the Seahawks game. Uh, Murray just didn't have it. It was pretty sloppy all the way around for Kyler Murray in the offense. He had three interceptions in the game and two touchdowns, 270 yards on 35 attempts. Uh, he did get a rushing touchdown, as is his normal, uh, as is normal for him. Andy Isabella with two touchdowns, but it was just a it was a strangely sloppy game for the Cardinals on offense. They mm-hmm. gave the ball away too many times, and they just never seemed like they ever got it in sync. Uh, so I didn't place a bet on the Cardinals this week, although I wanted to. <laughs> but at least you know two and one, still hey, an exciting yeah. division. Oh, next up. Unfortunately for the rest yeah. of the NFC, the Not Tampa Bay Buccaneers have pulled it together. They're at two and one over the hapless Broncos, zero and or oh and three. But Brady with three touchdowns on three hundred yards, two hundred and ninety-seven yards. But it looks like the Bucks have pulled it together. Looks like they they've got it's sort of cooking. Your favorite receiver, I think, got a touchdown in this game. 
I believe. Yep, Mike Evans with two. Look at that. Look at that line. Yeah. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Hey, if he's one of your fantasy guys, that's an excellent line <laughs> right there. Uh, but that's, that's who cares about a hundred yards and no touchdowns? You want two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Those are points. Yeah, and I think I think unfortunately for the rest of the league, the Buccaneers have got it together. And this is going to make for an exciting little run for that division. Next up, mm-hmm. Frane's beloved uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers go to three and zero over the Saints at one and two, thirty-seven to thirty. The Packers win on the road. Frane, what say you? New Orleans one and two, Ben one and two. I expect well, uh, them to somebody might have said that last year or, or coming in this season that the that the Saints were not going to be very good. Who said that? I think Who it might it might have been me. I might have said that Drew Brees was now, finished. You're, you're right again, Ben. You were right again. He well, I wouldn't say he's finished, but he's not playing at the old Drew Brees levels. That's for no, sure. No, he's playing exactly at the but, old it, Drew Brees it, levels. I mean, like way back in the day <laughs> when he was actually good. But Aaron Rodgers, Ben. Look at those numbers right there. 283. Not crazy yards, but three touchdowns for him. No, he played really, really yeah. well in this game. I mean, well, he it's, played really well in all three games so far. You know, and I'm not looking for, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. MVP. MVP caliber. MVP I'd right there. Say, I'd say Russell Wilson's got there. a little bit of a... Russell Wilson's there. Josh Allen's there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and quite frankly, I could care less if it's 400 yards, 500 yards, or 300 yards. What I care about is efficiency and scoring touchdowns when you have the opportunity to do so, and that is what Rodgers did in this game. Mm-hmm. Only 283 yards, but three touchdowns because he did it when it counted. Aaron Jones with a touchdown on the ground. But, oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers spread it around. Alan Lazard with some beautiful, beautiful catches for 146. Six receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. But Lazard was his go-to in this game. Some beautiful long throws, even one that was called back. Uh, Robert Tanya with a touchdown. Mercedes Lewis with a touchdown. I mean, Rodgers played really Really well mm-hmm. through the air. I mean, the game before this, uh, Aaron Jones carried him on the ground. This week, Aaron Jones had only 69 yards on 16 carries, so Rodgers carried the team in the air. Uh, 3-0 and in this division. I think this is starting to really look like it's going to be the Packers' division to lose. No way. <laughs> you, you don't say, Well, you ben. got the Vikings, you got the Bears, you got the— I mean, I yeah, thought I I, that I, the Vikings I, would compete. I, I thought they might have, yeah. But, I mean, they've been pretty terrible so far this year. I mean, this is Green Bay all the way in this division. Green Bay all the way. Green Bay all the way. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a radio promo in Green in, Bay in all Madison, the way. Wisconsin. Uh, last or or not, Packers, the, not Packers, the last Packers <laughs> Packers Packers Packers. Uh, almost the she last said, game of the week. Uh, probably one of the more interesting matchups going into the week. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh, as interesting. It, wasn't that interesting because the Ravens are fucking t- disgusting and terrible. Who did the Steelers play next? And wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I gotta do you a gotta shot. You gotta do a shot for that. I gotta do a shot for that. Because I'm really I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to Franny, yeah, you, you didn't say anything. Franny was so nothing. upset with me last year yeah. because I didn't say anything negative about the Ravens. And but but not only do I believe that the Ravens are a pretty well run franchise, the Steelers had no chance to compete last year. So I didn't see the point in in taking a bunch of shots on the podcast in a in a season where the Ravens really were going to run away with the division and the Steelers had no chance. But this year where the Steelers do have a chance, yeah, I am going to wallow in the pathetic. Thank you. Cheers, Here we go. Man. little strawberry. Hmm. What kind of aromas are you getting from this? Uh, Cotton candy. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the um, chemical? It, what is it like? Oh, H with the, for sugar. 
I get a lot of high fructose corn yeah, syrup. Yeah, the chemistry in what's this what's one. The, what's the formula for sugar? I can't remember. I used to know it. It's like three. I have no idea. This is not a chemistry podcast, oh, Ben. No, but I, I wish I could remember it. Now I feel. I guess I can I Google can't, that, but can't remember it. But the Chiefs oh, made did. short work. Yeah, they did of the Ravens, and I was, was and I scary. bet on this game too, straight up on the line, not even on the line. I took the I took the Chiefs and the points and won on this mm-hmm. one uh, because I thought the Chiefs were going to blow them out, and they did. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Being Patrick Mahomes, 31 of 42 for 385 yards, underhand pass in this game for four touchdowns. Uh, had a touchdown on the ground, touchdown to Miko Hardman, touchdown to Tyreek Hill, touchdown to Anthony Sherman, touchdown to Eric Fisher in this game. Uh, he was, he was, he played lights out. Lamar Jackson, oh, oh. let's, let's look at the oh. MVP line for Lamar. I used to be a quarterback, Jackson. 15 of 28 for 97. Couldn't crack a couldn't crack a hundy. 97 yards. Couldn't crack Jesus a hundy. Christ, that's I, I had no idea. Like, this is the first time I'm looking at. I mean, I had no idea the they were playing the 84 Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad right there. 97 yards. Mm-hmm. Come back to me with your MVP talk. You are insane. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is not a long-term quarterback in this league. It was a I mean, they're going to win a lot of games because they have a great team and a great coaching staff. But 97 yards and a touchdown against what's a fairly above-average Chiefs defense. It's not a top-tier defense, but no, it's above average. But they're good. They're good. But they are good. But they really, really hammered down on the Baltimore Ravens this week, and it just brought beautiful, you know, Steelers are in first place now. I know, Ben. I can see the smile on your face. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is, this is is as big a matchup as you're going to have so far this year. No, it is, and it's pretty scary that the Chiefs, Blew them out the way they did because those are one of the front runners in the AFC, and the Chiefs didn't even make it look close. No, that just shows how far ahead they are of everybody else in the AFC. Ben, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this now after for dealing the next with, decade after dealing with Tom Brady for two decades. <laughs> I know, I don't. And then this guy, this guy's coming along now. I know. First, the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers had to yeah. deal with John Elway knocking him out of the playoffs. Now they then they had to deal with Tom Brady knocking him out of the playoffs. Now they got to deal with Patrick Mahomes knocking him out of the playoffs. I, I mean, he he's a fantastic young talent, and Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in the league as well. So I mean, that's 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 a, a good duo to have for long term success. Yeah, but they had a lead going in the second quarter, and they put up three touchdowns on him in the second quarter, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It was over from there. Uh, but what do you think about? That? I mean, do you think that the Chiefs have any competition in the AFC other than? Can't really think about it. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, really I wouldn't put the Steelers of... up there with them quite yet. No, no, I. I, I they're the front runner to go to the Super Bowl once again, and and you know their heads and shoulders above everybody else in the AFC. Not uh, even close. Yeah, but the Ravens like really, so nice. really high head and yeah. shoulders. Like <laughs> it's, really, it's like me standing next to Shaq. Yeah, and they're Shaq. It's just, uh, I mean, it's nice to see the Ravens take a tumble. Uh, I have to say, I won't lie about that. Uh, but the last game of the week, not much really to say about that. Franny, I think you watched a big chunk of this game. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, Broncos at the Jets. The Jets had a chance. They had a chance, yeah, uh, but they'd fall to the Broncos and Brett Ripien <laughs> as their starting quarterback this week. I can't remember who star- who came in as the backup the week before. Who who uh, Driscoll? Uh, Is it Driscoll? Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. But Brett Ripien and thirty-one attempts, two hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions, and they and they and win they, the game. Uh, yeah, exactly. and they win the game, and, and they win the game. When you have that many turnovers, it's not easy to win a game. But when you're playing the Jets, it's quite easy. <laughs> you give the Jets three takeaways at least, 
and Melvin Gordon ends up with two if touchdowns. Only had that fourth one. Yeah, if they only had that fourth interception or fumble in the game, but Darnold, 230 yards on 42 attempts. It was so bad they brought Joe Flacco off the bench. Uh, no, no, oh, Sam Darnold went out because he got injured. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Sam Darnold's uh, not that bad. Yeah, but, I mean, look at this, though. How do you... F- I mean, the Broncos with Brett Ripien. Yeah, well... I mean, if this is not your case, in, if this is not your case in point for firing yeah, Adam Gase, I'm yeah. not sure what is. I, I'm surprised they didn't fire him right after this game. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the way the Jets rolled. Adam Gase will probably the, be the coach in in New York until I'm retired and <laughs> and living in another state. Uh, but Friday, that wraps up the week three games. Uh, you want to take a quick break and get back with the week four picks? Let's do that, Ben. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with the week four picks. All right, and we are back with our week four picks. Why are you rolling your eyes, Ben? I'm Friday's got to put his little jacket on because I mean, he doesn't have I the muscles to exactly, keep him man. I'm to not keep doing, him warm. Apparently. I'm not doing the deadlifts that you are when it's 100 degrees outside at. You're afraid. Noon. Of, you're afraid of deadlifts. I'm. It's and you when you get intru- a call from the emergency room for me, you'd be like, "Ha ha! See, that's why." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like your chest injury. Yeah, I that's told you true. Not to go to exactly. That's true. But yeah. I'm going to give Friday to do some deadlifts over here eventually with perfect form, of course. Of course. And we will get a video of that on our Twitter feed as no, well as on our Instagram feed. We don't need feed. that. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? <laughs> next up, Ben, the week four picks. Oh, my God. Can you believe we're going into week four? Yes, I can. <laughs> and only week four, we finally have two games that have been pushed. Uh, but first up in week four, we have a barn burner in Detroit, the Saints at the Lions. Friday, what do you think about that one? Uh, you know what? I see the Saints winning this one, Ben. What about you? Ooh, this is a tough one because they're playing in Detroit. Yeah, there's no fans. Michael Thomas is not playing. Yep. They have some other injuries on that team. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Saints, but very, very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Chargers at Buccaneers. The Bucks, Ben. I think the Bucks are really picking it up. Tom Brady has taken over there. I see the Bucks winning this one fairly Unfortunately easily. Fortunately for the NFC, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to take this one. Oh, next up, this is the game of the week, right? Oh yeah, the Jags, the Minshew Jags at the Bengals. You know what? This is I mean, it's a hard one to pick, this, right? This like, one, if you if you, if you had to bet your life savings on this game, you'd, it would probably take a while to think yeah, it through. I, I don't know what to expect from the Jags. They had a couple of good games there. I the mean, Mania. The Bengals. I mean, I, 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 you know, Joe Burrow has been pretty impressive. Um, you know, and it starts. Uh, this one's a tough one. Joe I, Mixon, AJ Green. Yeah, I mean, they have a good team. Decent they have a defense. Good team. You know what, Ben? You've convinced me. I'm going to choose the Bengals in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. Uh, next up, a game that is near and dear to Franny's heart, the Vikings uh-huh. at the Texans. Well, you like Deshaun, I and think, you like Kirk. I think the Texans will win their first game, and I think the Vikings will go to O and 4. And there's not going to—I mean, there's no recovery from that. No. From 0-4. There's no recovery from 0-3. Uh, well, Steelers were 1-4 Steelers were, Steelers were four, were and four last year. And what happened? They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. and and they missed a play. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, next up, I don't even know what to make of this game. I'm not sure how it even ended up on the schedule. Seahawks at Dolphins uh, with fans. Seahawks. 
The I'm Seahawks gonna, will manage to make it close somehow, but the Seahawks will win. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks in that one, and it'll probably be 35 to 31. Uh, next up, Browns at your beloved Cowboys. That's actually a harder game to pick than I thought it would be uh, mm, three weeks ago. Yeah, well, I mean, I I still think the Cowboys are gonna pull this one off. They 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 played really well last week against the Seahawks okay. and against the Falcons. Uh, against the Falcons as well. I, I'm gonna have to choose the Cowboys unfortunately in this one. At Dallas, I'm looking for an upset here. I'm going to take the Browns. I hope so. I think the Browns are going to win this game. Dallas is going to fall to one and three. Jerry Jones is going to have to make some decisions. Uh, Next up, Cardinals at Panthers. It's actually... Actually, it could be a decent game. That actually, yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting matchup right there. And it's a tough matchup, too. I'm not sure... Playing in Carolina, Matt Rule is is he's got that team playing pretty well considering the the pieces that they have without McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean you know Teddy Bridgewater he's good and uh, if I if I had to choose I'm going to choose the Cardinals in this one. Well, you do have to choose. (laughs) I don't have to. Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, you you want to have like a buy, like a weekly (laughs) buy. Like I'm not going to pick this game. One one game that I'm not going (laughs) to choose. One game I'm not going to pick. So yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. And I think last week was a fluke. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to get it back on track in this game. Mm -hmm. Next up, uh, another game that's near and dear to Friday's heart. Why? Philip Rivers, (laughs) Nick Foles. Oh, Nick Foles. Okay. I mean, come on. You get one Super Bowl title in your entire franchise's history, and this is the quarterback that did it. You think you'd have a little bit of a soft spot Uh, for him? I love that guy. Uh, You'd probably take him over Carson Wentz right about now. Uh, (laughs) Colts at Bears. Uh, You're going to take the Bears. You're going to take the Colts. I would say the Colts. The Bears are a little bit of a fluke. I don't think the Bears are as good as three and zero. Look, Nick Foles is great, but I think the Colts are. You know, I, th- I think they're they're they can go three and zero in their last three games. Colts have the advantage on in terms of personnel and coaching, I think. But I'm going to take the Bears in this game because Nick Foles is going to go on one of his little signature runs for three or four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, oh boy, uh, Ravens oh, boy. at Washington. I'm not sure. Ravens. If there's anyone else to choose, yeah, but take the Ravens yeah, in that one. Easy. Probably they're actually their favorite in in Vegas by fourteen. I yeah, I would say twenty one. It's like a college <laughs> line. Uh next up, oh my God. The Giants at the Rams, Rams out here in beautiful SoFi Stadium. Rams. Rams. All the way. Easy. Not even close. Won't be close, but I think it might be closer than a line. Uh ne- Patriots Chiefs push to next week sometime, Monday or Tuesday, uh-huh. we don't know which. Uh, still, that's probably the most interesting game on the slate. It's an interesting one, for sure. I mean, in terms of like being a competitive game, I don't know that this is there's any more game to look forward to this week. I mean, last week we had a lot of good games, uh, but this game for the AFC, this could this could be an early season matchup for what we might see in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The, the Chiefs okay. will for sure be there. All right, here we go. Bill Belichick. I know. I, know you, know what, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, man. You know, <laughs> you're just like you can't. I don't help know yourself. why. You can't help yourself. I don't know why. I don't know why. But okay, I, okay I, you can't <laughs> help yourself. You're like, ah, oh, fucking Patriots. I, the suck. Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this one. But you know, whenever they do play, the Chiefs, I believe, will win this game. But you know what? I'm not going to say anything negative about uh, the Patriots 
or Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick anymore. Yeah, just so we can go over that really fast. Yeah. Uh, he's done this like three weeks in a row. And I, <laughs> and I literally does. just said, everybody does. And I literally just said, this could be an early season, you know, matchup for what we'll see in the playoffs. And Friday's initial reaction was to doubt that the Patriots <laughs> are going to be in the playoffs. I don't know why. I don't know why. All right. <laughs> because they're terrible. I mean, they yeah. can't win anything, the Patriots. Uh, next up to Bills at the, oh, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs in that game. Uh, <laughs> Bills at Raiders, probably the only other interesting matchup here. I would say the Bills, too. The Bills have actually impressed me mightily to start the season. In the new black hole mm-hmm. in Vegas. Black it's, it's, on black on black. It's a little too dark. I mean, it's like having a black car with black rims, a black uh, you know, window tint. You know, a little bit of contrast would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it is a very, very, very ominous yeah. stadium if there were fans in it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, Bills. Playing in Vegas, I think I think the Bills are going to win, but it's going to be close. Uh, next up, next up, uh, your Eagles at the Nick Mullen run 49ers. Although Garoppolo might be back this week, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. You know, whoever his quarterback is, I'm I'm just hoping for a tie, <laughs> another tie. If they can tie again and not lose, I'd be happy. <laughs> now you're uh, now we're rooting for ties. I, it, bad, it, that's what the Eagles have become this year so tie, far. Yes, tie, <laughs> tie, tie. If you get enough of them, you might win the division. As as, as bad as it is, oh, oh and ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two. Oh, two and ten. <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I see the Niners win this one. I, I seriously do. I, I, I think their defense is good enough to hold the Eagles, and I don't, I don't see. The, I'm not, I'm not confident at all in the Eagles. To use Ronnie's word, it was inexplicable. It is inexplicable that the Niners were able to win in such. What's wrong with that? Convincing. What's it is? No, it's just I, I have my. You know, <laughs> the reality is, like <laughs> I say, I say I have the dumb things that I say, my or the, not even dumb. It's just the things that well, I no, that the, I yeah. that I repeat. And yours is inexplicable. Well, mine is Bill Belichick can't win a game. Yeah, he can't win a game. I mean, <laughs> this guy can't possibly Tom succeed Brady. in the NFL. This is a tough one. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. This is going to be their bounce back game. I'm I'm picking the Eagles at 5.20 p.m. tomorrow night. I hope so. I think they're going to win. Uh, next up. Oh, what are you going to do here? Falcons at Packers. The Falcons um, are looking to save their season they are. from utter despair. But do you know who the quarterback is for the Green Bay Packers, Ben? Uh, Jordan Love? <laughs> in the future, Brett maybe, Favre? Ben. But I see the Packers winning. Well, the quarterback game. is in many ways Jordan Love I, I, because I think, he's burnt. He's he's got the he's got the gasp turned up on Aaron Rodgers to play well. I think the Falcons will take a commanding lead in this game and they will collapse at the end and Green Bay will win. Yeah, I think I think the Packers are gonna are gonna probably be ahead in this game throughout. I don't think I actually don't think the Falcons are ever gonna be close. Although I would like because because Aaron Rodgers is sort of the the politician of the NFL. Uh, the one thing that I really look forward to in watching a Packer game is the visual reaction, the visual facial expressions of Aaron Rodgers throughout the game, Changes. the eye rolls, the head shakes. <laughs> Just the, the weird expressions, yeah, that he makes as as things happen, either while he's on the field or whether he's even sitting on the bench watching. Uh, he doesn't really hide his feelings, or in the alternative, his facial expressions are contrived and thought well thought through. But but watching his expressions is worthwhile. So I'll be glad to watch this game, unless, of course, the Kansas City game is on Monday. Although I guess they push it till Tuesday. That's my guess. So that they can get a game every night of the week, as Franny said in a text message earlier today. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, well, we have the Thursday night game. 
Bucks, Bears. Bucks at Bears. I say Bucks. <sighs> Bucks at Bears. I mean, it's hard to know how to pick this game without seeing the the both of these teams play this week. Uh, but barring any injuries, I'll take the Bucks. All right, Franny. We got through our week four picks. We're only an hour and 38 minutes in. Uh, that's just not bad. We are making pretty not good bad. time. I feel like I'm one of those speed talkers from the yeah. 80s, you know, back when that was actually a thing, when the speed talkers would do those commercials. I don't remember that. Uh, yes. So, well, you're a very young man. <laughs> you're a very, very yeah. young man. I wish I was younger, Ben. If, you're, if your age starts with a th, <laughs> you are young. If it starts with a tw or a th, <laughs> you are young. Once you get into the th, the F sounds, then it's all downhill from there. All right, unless you're 15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're yeah, unless you're 15. <laughs> but after that, there are no more F sounds that start or S sounds that start any good decade. Uh, but what's next up on the big board, Frank? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our tag team news, our thirst and gold news. Your Steelers, my Eagles, Sonya's Seahawks. Yeah, we'll try to keep this somewhat short. Uh, Steelers, nothing. Steelers, no news. I got no news for the Steelers this week. It's I good wanted, news. No news yeah. is good news. Uh, that was actually my sentiment. Three, oh, sorry, my bad. I messed that up for you. Three no, and no, 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 no. Three and O oh is good news, Ben. I was actually afraid to jinx our team <laughs> by actually talking about anything bad <laughs> about what had gone on the week before. So there really is no news is good news. The in, On the injury front, we look pretty good. Uh, James Conner is healthy for the most part. I don't think we have any significant injuries uh, going into the game. I guess it'll be next week, allegedly. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but I think we have, let's see. Oh, this, there's no, actually, they're not going to list the Steelers injuries because we don't have a game this week. Uh, but next up, we got the Seahawks. The Seahawks and undefeated. The undefeated CLC has got some positive news regarding top running back Chris Carson. Kevin Potra of NFL.com reported NFL.com insider Ian Rappaport reported Monday that Chris Carson is believed to have suffered a, just a knee sprain in Sunday's win over Dallas. Per a source informed of the situation, the injury should have him back on the field potentially this week according to all of the tests and the MRI. Carson injured his leg as we talked about earlier Tonight, with Tristan Hill's dirty hit on him, Rapport noted that Hill will likely be fine but not suspended. Uh, but this is really, really good news for the Seattle Seahawks going into the last game of, or not the last game, uh, but going into the next game without Chris Carson injured. I think this is a, a big, big plus for them. Friday, what say you? Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this a little bit? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. But I put it in the news, so, you know, we're, we're talking about it. We're double timing it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought he was going to be out for the rest of the season. I yeah, me too. When I saw the I thought he was done for the season, but I'm happy that he will eventually return. I feel terrible for these players that you know have these back-to-back injuries, you know, year after year, and 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 you know it sucks because he is a solid running back when he is healthy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, we have the Eagles kicker Jake Elliott was lined up to attempt a 59-yard field goal. On fourth and seven, but offensive lineman Matt Pryor flinched and was called for a false start. Instead of attempting a 64 yarder or putting his offense back on the field to attempt to convert, Peterson punted in overtime against the Bengals and now says that he regrets it. What say you, Friday, about the. Well, it's kind of late now. <laughs> yeah. But what say. Well, I mean, what, what, what happened to Peterson's aggressive. I don't know. You know, I mean, why wouldn't he go for it in overtime? 
worst case scenario, you know, you end up having to fight back and hope that the field goal doesn't get scored on the other side. Mm-hmm. But what happened to Peterson, his aggressiveness? Yeah, going for it on fourth down more than any other coach in the league. And uh, no, had I mean, that he, opportunity. He just, he, I know it was a stupid false start, but failed miserably. But I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's skittish? Do you think he's? I don't know what he's it is. nervous. He's not no confident idea. in his team. But that's never been the case. He's always been fairly confident in the guys on the field. And I mean, it's a shame to see it. I mean, I you know just after that false start penalty, I thought they were going to line up and kick another field goal, see what happens, whatever. I mean, you you tie, you lose, whatever. I mean, it's not that big of a difference. I mean, it's, it really is not. I mean, it's not a loss. Would have been but a sixty-four yard field and goal. And he's kicked the sixty-one. He kicked the sixty-one yard field goal against the Giants back in 2017. So, and that that field goal also could have been a little bit longer. Actually, I mean, it, it cleared the post. Maybe could have kicked the sixty-four yarder, um, but I, I would have given it a try. And 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 you know why not? Did yeah, I mean I, when I saw it happening, I mean I think I, I mean I think we were texting at the time. I was like, I don't understand why. Yeah. yeah. You either I mean I mean if you don't want to attempt the field goal, I mean at least try to go. I mean at least try to convert the fourth down. I, I mm-hmm. just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, especially after Bucker the week before. But you saw Bucker this week. Mm-hmm. Where's the sound bite, Ben? Where's the sound bite? You got to play. To win the game. Oh, that's true. You play to win the game. Yep. And that's what the Eagles were I always love to remember. That, that's what the Eagles were not doing in this game. And they were not aggressive uh, in overtime to, to get into game. position to, you know, kick a field goal that was a little bit closer. Where if you do get an offsides penalty, you can still kick the field goal. They were kind of happy with just trying to win the field, win the game on a long field goal, which is not Doug Peterson football. You got to be aggressive. Like you said, Ben, and he just hasn't done it this year. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, especially against the Bengals, you're already 0-2, mm-hmm. right? What do you have to lose there in that circumstance? You're going to punt the ball. Your defense hadn't been playing particularly well most of the game. You know, what's, what's the game plan mm-hmm. there? I mean, I think you've seen a lot of coaches be very aggressive on fourth down this year, and I'd love to see it. Uh, but he went from you played to win the game to this. Playoffs? <laughs> talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just yeah. hope we can win a game. I hope so. We, that's haven't, how we haven't done but it that's, yet. But I feel like that's who Peterson is right now. Yeah, it's a shame. And, yeah, I mean, I just think when you had that opportunity to kick that long field goal, either go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. But even after the false start, I don't think that the false start, the five-yard penalty was enough to push you so far out of either attempting to go for it on fourth down or kicking that field yeah. goal. I, I is, just, this, is this the new normal he was talking about? You know, the yeah, new normal is what? Losing games? Exactly. I mean, you know, after the Super Bowl, they've only gotten worse. That's I don't want to see that as the new normal is regressing year after year after year. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, 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 think, I think they'll pull it together at the end of the season, but, you know, Carson I mean, Wentz is just a very, very difficult quarterback to wrap your mind around, or for him to wrap his mind around the game. But it's just a very, very complicated team. Yeah, but they're to, lucky to figure out. They're lucky that the NFC East is is terrible. It is not a very good division. It has not been a good division uh, for quite a few years now. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, can you imagine if you're in the NFC West. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, any, you'd, be, any, you'd, be, you'd be starting Jalen Hurts the rest of the year. Any division, any division. I mean, they're, they're lucky to be in this division. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could be in the AFC South, wouldn't you know? But then again, you got at least one decent team there. Mm-hmm. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot of the week. All right, folks, hold tight, everybody. We will be right back with Frane's miraculous concoction of the week. Uh, 
All right, and we are back with our shot of the week. And Ben, I'm sure you're very excited about this shot. I am. No rum. Of the week. There's no rum. It's not sweet. There's no Baileys. There's no Kahlua. You know, it's not those sweet shots that we've had the last few weeks. I know. It's not Christmas Eve. We are here, back, out loud. back to the tahine. Uh, all right. And so the <laughs> this uh, the shot I've concocted tonight, actually, and it's my own shot. I didn't look at any websites. I just figured, you know what? We're going to put something together with the heen to make you happy tonight, Ben. What? Yes. And uh, <laughs> Friday must have got a good night's we've, sleep. We've dubbed the shot Ben's Tahini Weenie. Ooh. <laughs> ben loves the tahini. I like the you tahini. You love the spice. It's got margarita mix. It's got te- tequila. It's got some Cholula. And on the rim, we got the tahini, Ben. Ooh. So you can lick it right off the rim. I can't wait. It's pretty, isn't it? And also the rim... Um. Uh. There's some lime juice on there to make the tahini sticks. You get that. I like that it. Spicy, salty, uh, sour sort of flavor to it, Ben. So, uh, you want to give it a shot? Yeah, and it and it worked out well. Uh, because I've been, you know, Friday obviously cannot concoct every shot of the week just to my own personal taste. But it's been that a while. would not be fair. I've been promising for quite a while now. <laughs> but given the fact that the Steelers game. That was supposed to happen tomorrow is not going to happen tomorrow mm-hmm. and might not even happen in week seven. God knows what will happen between now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was nice of him to make a shot uh, in at least in my honor tonight, because looking forward to the Steelers going four and tomorrow, finding out earlier in the week that I wasn't even going to be able to to see that game or even have the opportunity until next week. And God knows what will happen next week. I'm really thankful that he mixed this up. It looks like. And you can see the the picture of the shot on on Twitter at Goal Thirst and on Instagram at Thirst and it looks like a a beautiful sort of lemonade margarita with some Cholula sitting at the bottom of the glass there, mm-hmm. looks nice, and right? a little bit of tahini on the rim. One. I like it. Let's Cheers do it. Ben. And next week will be another tahini shot for you uh, after the Steelers go four <laughs> zero. Oh, that's good. That's actually way better than I thought it would be. Wait, wait. See, you're so averse to these type. You like where's that blue curacao and uh, and the corn syrup? That's really good. I love tahini. I like it too. Actually, you know what, Ben? You can put it on anything. You put it on fruit. You put, you it, on put it on vegetables. You can put it on salad. You can put that thing on anything. <laughs> I mean, it's anything. It's like what was that commercial? What was it for? You can put that shit on anything. Yeah, uh, was it? No, it's not. What was that? Uh, uh, I know in Europe it would be Vegeta. Uh yeah, Vegeta is 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 Vegeta. Vegeta. Sorry, that's a, a spice that's very very salty uh, that Croatians put on literally everything that they make. But it's popular in Europe in general. Yeah, but it's like what is that? All spice or season salt or lavender? I have season? no idea. I have no because I've never. I I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of it myself. Of what the vegeta? Mm-hmm. It's a little salty. Vegeta, vegeta, vegeta. Vegeta is a little salty. Is it? I, see, I don't know. Maybe get a little vegeta on the rim. Ooh, mm-hmm. that, that might not be too bad. Yeah, you know, every once in a while I'll forget how salty it is. I'll put it on a <laughs> steak that I make. <laughs> And I'll get it to the table, and I bite into it. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of salt. That's a lot of salt. <laughs> uh, but it's sort of like an allspice, right? You can use it on on meat. You can put it in soup. You can put it on pasta. Mm-hmm. You can sort of put it on anything. And I feel like tahini is, I'm not sure what where what the origin of tahini is. Is, it, is it Latin? It's sort of like a all. You could, like, I put it on salad. I put it on 
I only drink. put on shots. I don't, I've, I've never put on anything else except, you know, the rim of our shot glasses. Uh, but that was a really good shot, actually. I was actually surprised that it was that good because usually when you put Cholula in something, I'm not a big fan of it. But that Cholula, Cholula added a nice bit of spice with that that uh, sweetness that that margarita mix oh, had. And yeah. uh, actually that tequila... Um, I think it was the El Himador. I think that was, I think it was, I'm not, I can't remember exactly which one it was. It was smoother than I expected. Yeah. That was, was, that was really good. I mean, cheap tequila. Great shot. Yeah. I mean, on our Thirsty Goal rating scale mm -hmm. of zero, being the worst shot ever. For this oh, eight. One. eight. Yeah, I was actually, I didn't expect that. I was really surprised at how good that that is. I would probably give it a nine because it had the taste of a margarita. Yeah, it's named after you, Ben. It had a little Ben's bit of spice. Tahini weenie. And it had a little bit of citrus that, uh, you know, that, that really sort of added it. And I bit. think that we might be embarking on a new era on mm. Thurston Gold Podcast yeah. where Franny comes up with the shots I'm on not. his own without... <laughs> Well, after 92 shots, I should, you know, be concocting my own. Uh, but I'm always nervous about layering shots and wasting alcohol because I don't know the consistency of it. Uh, but in this case, you know, I, you know, there's no layering. I just figured margarita mix. I know sort of the flavor of that. Obviously, I know how tequila tastes. I'm not a big fan of it. But Ben, for you, uh, the Cholula and the I love, this is, I love it. This is for you. The old as your taste buds die, as you get older, you get a little bit. E it's easier to to, yeah. to drink and eat spicy foods because you know, your taste buds are dead. Like LeBron said, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland, this is for you. But Ben, <laughs> Ben, this shot is for you. Exactly. Now LeBron's singing a different tune. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, next week, hopefully, we can have a green colored shot in honor of the Eagles defeating. Oh. If you go four the 49ers. Then, if you go four and well, eventually when you go four and we'll have a four and shot for the Steelers. Now, watch the Titans will probably beat us after the oh, after oh, the, some negativity. Actually, I'm, not, I'm not sure who some we have. Negativity uh, now. Not sure who, who we have in Week Five, but I think we have we have a tough game coming up. I think after the Titans. Mm -hmm. uh, but finally, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week, our brown of the week. It is a scotch. Last week, we had an Irish whiskey. This week, we have a scotch. It is the, I'm not sure how you would pronounce this, the tomatin, tomatin, tomatin. <laughs> tomatin. To, to, tomatin. It's Italian. It's a tomato. It's the best Italian scotch I ever had. It's a tomato. It's from the Highland Highland single malt scotch whiskey over here. It's right south of Sicily. It's right there. It's weighed twelve years now. You put a little olive oil in there. It's good. Hey Mario, how many how many years is this thing aged? With the meatballs, it's good. Twelve. All right. Paul, he could cut the garlic so tight. He cut that so thin. You can just melt it into the sauce. Yeah. So we have the the tomato. Tomatin. Um, Scotch, Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. Let's see how loud this music is. Hopefully not too loud. Not bad. All right, there we go. That's good. All right. Yes, this is the Tomatin. Tomatin. It's the Tomatin. This Mario. Is, it's a beautiful, beautiful Scotch. It is from the Highlands of Scotland. The cast... The cask type, it's matured in a combination of bourbon barrels and sherry casks. It's 43% alcohol by volume, so 86 proof. The tomatin, or tomatin, 12-year-old, is classically smooth. Hey, it's a tomatin. 
Hey, the Tomatin. Hey. Uh, listen to the NFL Scotland <laughs> podcast, please. Uh, having been matured in traditionally... They're like, these motherfuckers don't know how to pronounce this at all. No, they're very... They know how to speak English. And, and they're very serious about their podcast, too. I mean, that's actually a really good podcast, the NFL Scotland podcast. Those guys are awesome. Uh, it's matured in traditional Scotch whiskey, ex-bourbon, and ex-Spanish sherry cas- casks. Aromas of wild heather, pine, and cedar soon sweeten to reveal the notes of creme caramel with apples, pears, and mango. I don't believe the mango part, but okay. Before a full-bodied and buttery finish. Uh, it's available worldwide. It's won a ton of medals. The Double Gold 2019 San Francisco Gold. 2018 San Francisco Gold. 2017 San Francisco Double Gold. 2016 San Francisco. Well, a lot of San Francisco awards here. Gold in 2015 San Francisco. Uh, silver 2015 IWSC. Gold 2014 San Francisco WSC and Silver 2014 IWSC and Best Highland Malt 2013 WWA. But they have a beautiful website, uh, a huge selection in their 12-year. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven varieties in their 12-year. They have an 18-year, a 30-year, and a 36-year. So my plan is if we if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, we get a 36 year. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, we get a 36 year. We would need a 48 year in this case. If the if the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, we get a 36 year or at least one, you know, one scotch that's up there in the 30 year. So we should we should we should range like all, you know, like just pitch it. 50 you, 50 me, 50 Sonya, get a $150 bottle of whatever. Yeah, I think it's more like a hundred and a hundred and a hundred for one of those. For one of those, for right? one of those thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. years. <laughs> but the I price s- isn't that low for a thirty-six year scotch. But I, but see I would like. like hmm, I wonder if that's I, worthwhile. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pitch in a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars, maybe not the tomatin, but you know, uh, you know, something like a limit or whatever, something like from a larger or Ardbeg. Yeah, or the, like yeah, the Ardbeg, the, you know, a thirty year. Well, something that Sonya would enjoy actually, so she wouldn't enjoy a, an island. Me and you would, but she wouldn't. Oh, for sure. And, but, and and if one of our team wins, you will see that. But yeah, I mean, typically we like to review all night after one of our teams wins. Absolutely. Uh, uh, typically, we like to review something model. that. Uh, most every one of our listeners can afford. Yeah, like this bottle know, right here. I mean, the Tomatin, you know, for a 12-year uh, scotch, it's only about, yeah, 30, 35 bucks, 33, 34, $35, somewhere around there, which is, you know, pretty decent price. Yeah, for sure. And it smells beautiful. Let's give it a yeah, cheers, sniff. Ben. Cheers. And it says wild heather. I knew a wild heather once. <laughs> I don't know what a wild heather is. Uh, well, she was inside of my... 1984 Honda Accord once, <laughs> and you know the seats are very small in that car. Just so you know, suede. <laughs> they were like cloth. No, it was, cl- it was that cloth, cloth that like th- you sweat on it. Like it's, it's like, like that blue cloth, yeah. especially in New York, where 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 it's 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 very humid, and you just start sweating yeah. right away. Not the best material to use on cars. But she was very nice. She was she wasn't wild Heather. No, she wasn't wild. Does this smell like a wild Heather? It actually smells really sweet. Maybe the sherry casks. It ha- has a nice, a, of, uh, a little bit spicy nose. Like pear, plum, sort of fruitiness to it. 
Yeah, I'm getting a, 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 a like a little bit of fruit, like a apricot. Yeah, so, like uh, a stone fruit. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I this uh bro this 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 corn fruit. whiskey that's made 100% of corn I smell the stone fruit in there I know <laughs> I know they made this out of corn but I I'm convinced there's a stone fruit in there somewhere that is not true but <laughs> I smell the apricot no it's got but it does it has a, it has a it, nice sweet it has, nose it really does have a yeah. nice sweetness to it but a lot of plum pear stone fruit sort of aroma from it. it, it it really does. But the nose is nice. I mean, it for is, sure. I mean, really of, nice. In fact, uh, like almost like a, a like an apple baked apple sort yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, it's got a really sweet nose. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It's nice. Oh wow! That's that's it's, that's really nice. It's spicy. It's it has a nice all the way through too, from, but it's not from start overly, to finish. Overly spicy finish. It's just a nice bit of spice, like you said, Ben. That's like it coats the mouth from beginning to end. I mean, it's nice. It's, to, it's nice to taste a twelve year that doesn't. That's not. I mean, it's not like smooth. It's not overly smooth, which is not. It's not my preference necessarily to to be so smooth that that like you little, don't get a bite to it. A little bit of harshness to it, and this one has just a little bit of harshness. But it hits you in the back of the throat with that spice. It hits you at the at the front of the tongue with that bit of spice. Um, you get a pear, plum. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like a sweet fruitiness to it. It's got this a nice actually, creamy mouthfeel. It's got a nice see, substantive. Cream. But it's got a substantive mouthfeel. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not so. You know, it's not so no, watery. It coats, it coats the mouth nicely. I want to say creamy, but it definitely coats it. Um, that's 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 good. That's better than I expected. I mean, the, well, I guess there's but I think the spice runs from beginning to end. So it runs mm-hmm. from the initial, you know, the initial feeling on your tongue, on the front of your tongue, all the way to the back, all the way down through your palate, uh, through the swallow. There's a nice spice all the way through. Uh huh. <laughs> He's laughing at me, <laughs> but I mean, so it's not it's not an initial spice that 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 sort of dissipates and then. You swallow a nice smooth scotch, or it's not smooth on the initial entry, and no, then it finishes it. spicy. It's it's got a nice consistency all the way through the flavor palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the tamad. It, yeah, it's yeah, the tamad. It, it bites you in the front of the mouth, at the back of the mouth, it bites you everywhere. How do the olives look over there? <laughs> the ol- Luigi, the olives look okay. Yeah, you got to water them. <laughs> no, but that that is actually better than I expected. It, it is actually really nice. It is a little. It, it, I mean, outside it's been chilling for a little bit. Um, what's the temperature right now? But look about, at the yeah, glass. 72, 72 degrees. So I mean, look yeah, at the glass. Look at a room. nice, yeah. beautiful, like it's got some legs thickness. on it. It's got some legs on it. I don't know why. I don't know, it. I don't know why it's Italian at all. It's a, it's Scotch. Hey, Fredo. Fredo, you want to go for a boat ride? <laughs> but is it is? Uh, it's good, and the color is beautiful. It's it's a dark it's copper a, yeah. color. Very nice. I mean, it's it's. I've I've never had any offerings. Um, from this uh, distillery, but this one's good. Well, it's from the Highlands. Mm-hmm. It's not Speyside. It's not Highside. No. Oh, it is High- Highland, actually. More like a Sean Connery blend. Yeah, Ben. Good, right? Not bad. I mean, it's got, it's almost got a little bit of a butterscotch. Yeah, there's something in there. Like It's almost like a butterscotch-iness to it. But it's just, I mean, maybe not creamy, but more of a thickness. Mm-hmm. 
that I didn't expect yeah. all the way through, you know, from the entry all the way through to the swallow. It's It's got a, a thickness. It's nice maybe and, not, you're right. Maybe not creamy, but it's got a, it's it's like got a, a consistency that's, that's it coats robust. The mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really good. I mean, and I expected it to be, you know, super smooth with, you know, a complexity in the flavor, complexity on the nose, and, and, also, and then be nice and smooth. Slight, slight bit of smokiness to it, which I like too. Oh, yeah, on the tail end. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. on the tail end. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of as it sits on the back of your palate, you know, take a drink, you know, this, sit for, you know, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. You can get that little bit of woodiness and smokiness on the back of your throat. Oh, you can get it. You get that. There's definitely, there's there's a distinct smokiness to it. It's not as smooth as a space side. I would say it's it's, it's it has a, just a distinct bit of smokiness that kind of reminds you of an Isla. A little no, it's, it's, bit. It's just on the back. Like on the on back, the way on the back tail, tail the end, yeah. If you pay attention to it, it's there. Oh, for sure. Wow. I mean, this is really, uh, I never even heard of them. Yep, they're they there. They're, they exist. They're, they're there. We we are in Scotland. Hey, <laughs> we're we're right over here. Pay attention to us. We're right Don't over here. Don't pay attention to the Glen Levitts yeah, and the Glen Finiches of the world. You know, pay attention it, to us. Doesn't have to start with Glen for it to be good. <laughs> we're at Glen Tomatin. Glen Moray, Glen Finish. <laughs> no, but this is Glen. This is really good. Glen Good. This is actually this is a good Scotch. Ben, where would you rate this? On wow. our Thursday. I mean, I'm, I'm actually rings. shocked by how how complex it is ah mm-hmm. uh, on a thirst and goal rating scale of zero to ten for what it is and remember all our ratings are for what it is we're not judging this against a six hundred dollar bottle of scotch we're judging yeah, it for for what it is or for what it purports to be <laughs> i would give this i'd give it an eight why do I always ask you first? Because I was going to give it an eight as well. I should have just given an eight rating. I hate to give you the same rating that you were going that I was going to give it. But uh, man, damn it, we're always on the same page, Ben. I always want to be a little bit off, but I was going to give it an eight. Next time, well, we still have the beer. You maybe yeah, you, I know, you know, I know. You I'm going to off- squeeze. I'm going to squeeze my rating in there before you can. <laughs> of course. But I mean, this last is actually I did, really, really. I should good. have learned from last week where I squeezed my ratings in before you could. Uh, but yeah, eight. It's it's actually it's actually a very good twelve year old scotch. Yeah, I mean it's. It, I mean it, people that listen to the show a lot will know. I mean I I enjoy a smooth scotch. You know, a scotch with very little flavor that's very smooth, if it's really good. But I I tend to like a scotch or a or a whiskey or a bourbon with more a bite, bite, more flavor, more robustness, more pow. Uh, so this one has all of that, but it's also got that thick mouthfeel that. That beautiful coating of the mouth and that and that consistency of flavor all the way through, and also beautiful bottle. The bottle is beautiful. Oh, it's a nice I mean, the bottle. Packaging is nice. The bottle's nice. I mean, the website is also very nice, and it's it's funny because it's, it's something you don't really hear about. But I've never heard of it. No, and I, I don't even if I've seen it in Total Wine when I was, you know, going through this. Was this in the case with the lock and key or no? No, no, no. It's not that. It's, it's not that pricey. To have a locking. Sorry, case. it's not Bevmo. Bevmo's yeah, like yeah. anything over twenty five dollars is in a locked up case. Yeah, no, it's thirty 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 three dollars, thirty thirty three thirty four, somewhere around there. Yeah, it is funny though because Bevmo, I mean, their their standard for locking stuff up is way lower than Total Wine. Uh-huh. Like you go into Bevmo, you can't even get the Ardbeg. No, Total Wine, Total Wine, it, it is like uh, a 
a Toys R Us for adults. I mean, it really is. They have a huge selection of everything you'd ever want. Oh, for really sure. Is. For sure. All right. You want to move on? What's the, next up on the big board there, Friday? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week. It's not domestic this time. It's Fruch ah, from Germany. From my homeland. Yeah. Or at least half of my homeland yeah. in Germany. You have some... You <laughs> Allegedly. You, you have some... Uh, some bloodlines from Germany? Allegedly. Maybe, yeah. According to my relatives and Ancestry.com, yeah. I do. <laughs> did right, you so, do that? Yeah, no, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. But I'm assuming that it oh, will okay. be, I mean, I, unless my family has con- completely lied to me my whole life. Uh, we'll be right back with our Beer of the Week. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week. And Ben, it is from Deutschland. Oh, Fruch. And I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. This is a style distinctive to Cologne, Germany. The name Kolsch, if I pronounce that even close to correct, is protected by law so that only beers that meet a certain criteria can bear that name. We are protected by law. Yes, just like the bread in uh, in yeah, Ireland, exactly. apparently. Uh, Kolsch beers must be brewed in the metropolitan area of Cologne. Be pale in color, top, fermented, hop, accented, and filtered. Fru Kolsch is an extremely drinkable beer with an unsurpassed balance of malt and soft, delicate hops. Pale gold in color, with a lasting head, the beer has a hoppy, dry finish from the use of Hallertal and Tetnag hops. Fru continues to be brewed using the original fru, 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 try some fru, <laughs> the original recipe from 1904 that has been passed down through five generations. Uh, the brewery is Kolner Hofbra Fru. Brewery. <laughs> I gotta, Franny hates the way I. Pre- I don't know why I should just make him read this. I don't know why I'm even reading this. <laughs> the supplier is SH Independent Brands. The style is Kolsch and it's sold all over the world. The alcohol by volume is 4.8%. The color is a pale blonde, and the recommended glassware is one of those tall champagne like beer glasses that you see in the olden times if you're as old as I am or in Europe if you travel to Europe but you don't see those in the US very not, often not often enough but Friday what do you think about this one the bottle or I mean, the, the can the, is yeah. beautiful it's got a beautiful it's red like and a, white striped yeah like a, like a candy cane almost yeah I saw that and I thought I immediately ran to it when you brought it <laughs> over here tonight I immediately ran to it and thought that is a really Really interesting looking beer. It is. You can't miss it on the shelf. That's for sure. I mean, that, that's why I gravitated toward it. I'm like, that looks pretty interesting. You know, we, I was looking for something that was that was not domestic, and uh, this one really caught my eye. Almost like that Bavik Super Pills. Oh, that was that good. was almost the same exact uh, uh, packaging, except it didn't have um, the red and white stripes all across the can. But it's almost like generic. But what but made you time, what made you run to this one? I, I mean, just the the packaging, really. I mean, there was there was no rating. 
uh, on it. You know, I usually go after something that actually has, you know, a, a high rating, but this one had absolutely no rating. It just looked really cool. That's all. That's, so that's, you're saying you're pretty shallow. You're saying that yeah, uh, I am. you are susceptible to American-style advertising? Um, German-style adver- <laughs> German advertising. German-style advertising? Yeah, come and find us. We are ready to buy. Thank you very much, y'all. So you see the Chevy Camaro, you're like, that looks cool. It's a piece of shit, but it looks really cool. <laughs> looks cool. It looks cool. So I'm going to drive that for about 40,000 miles. <laughs> Before <laughs> the engine blows up. Before the engine blows up. Well, Ben, Let's give it a, you. a smell. A sniff. It's got a beautiful, it does, a light golden color. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it's particularly carbonated. Mm-hmm. That's true. Will it be crisp enough, though? That it smells is nice. the question. It's weedy. Not hoppy. There's almost absolutely no hop whatsoever I in the aroma. I would want a little bit more crispness. I would. <laughs> it's Franny's mantra. I didn't make him a t-shirt that he didn't take home with him because he's like, I'm not. We were gonna wear it. We were gonna wear it for a for a taste test. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, we're probably ready for a taste test. Yeah, you're. We should taste test your the the beers of Ben's youth. Oh my god! Yeah, I can. That's what we should. I tried to find Bush the other day. I couldn't even find it. Really? I couldn't find it at at Bevmo. I couldn't find it at uh, at 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 Smart and Final. Those hipsters. (laughs) I mean, maybe they have it at Total Wine. Maybe, possibly. Well, cheers, Ben. Cheers to you again. Let's take a sip now. See how it tastes. I wouldn't say it's unsurpassed. It's um, it's tasty. Very, very no, light. Very light. It's very very light. light. Extremely light. But quality. I mean, it's, it's got it's, a quality it's, lightness. It's, it's refreshing. It's not crisp. <laughs> this is more. It is. It is this is. This I is. Would want a little bit more Christmas. It's a lawnmower beer. Also, I you know I expected a little bit more flavor to it. It's a little bit more Christmas. It's refreshing. I want to say crisp, but refreshing. Ah, uh, it's not crisp, but it is an easy drinker. It's smooth, but it has a a. It's mellow. A quality of ingredients that is probably better than the U.S. But it doesn't. the The flavor doesn't really linger. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much gone. But it it is refreshing though. I mean, and it's not chilled maybe as much as it should be. It's cold. But if you chill this just enough, I think it's a solid beer. Sit around and drink for long periods of time. Ah. Uh... For very long periods of time, this is this is the beer in the summer mm-hmm, for at sure. a festival mm-hmm. outside in the middle of the day, where in where Cologne. you ha- where you have to where you have to make it eight or nine more hours before you're going to go home. This is a uh, a beer that you'll drink a lot of and piss a lot of. Oh my! But God, not yeah. really enjoy the flavor so much. Yeah, the flavor is almost not- non-existent. There's not much there. It's, it's like, almost like there's no flavor. Um, beer. It's almost, and there's no aftertaste yeah, at all. It kind of disappears pretty quickly, but it, that's what makes it such an easy drinker. I mean, it's it's uh, something you can sit back and, like you said, Ben, drink for a long, long time. This is what I picture someone, you know, carrying mugs over to my table uh-huh. in a halter top, mm-hmm. uh, just slamming down mugs of 32-ounce beers on the table. Yeah, and get through it easily. <laughs> no problems. You Excuse get me. through it in like five minutes. 
Well, what would you rate this, front end, your scale of... I'll give you the, uh, the first shot at this you one. You know, I, I would say for, for what it is, and it seems like that type of beer, just an easy drinker, not a lot of flavor, but refreshing. It'll get you drunk. It's about 5% alcohol. It does what it intends to do. Um, I would say... It's between a six and a seven. I would say, yeah, uh, fuck seven. I would say seven. Seven. Yeah. Let me just give this one more. I see I'm pouring it in the glass to try to make the, you know, concoct some flavor here. It has some nice head, though. Oh, it's, it's a nice, foamy head. It just lacks so much flavor. I mean, the, the ingredients does, are clearly I, quality. I, I, I think. Its intention was just to be an easy drinker, and they've accomplished but that, that. Is that's an easy, easy very, drinker. very easy drinker. I mean, if you want to eat a that's beer, like that's Bush, an easy if you drink. if Bush Light is too much for you, exactly. This is the German Bush Light. If Coors Light is too intense for well, you, well, this one has more flavor than that, though. I, th- I would say it has a little more flavor than those. Um, but it, it's a nice, light, easy, refreshing beer to drink. That's why I give it a seven. I think that's what they were trying to do with this one. Kulsch, Fruch. Deutschland. I'm going to give it a six. Okay, you just want to copy me. All right, I see. Now, I just want to go a little bit lower because it, it 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 it's quality, but it does. I mean, I I'm not sure exactly what the flavor is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said hoppy. I'm no, not sure. No, there's no hop at all. Yeah, it's not hoppy. It's like weedy more than anything. It's like a weediness, but a light weediness. Yeah, I mean, it lacks. It lacks. The flavor. Mm-hmm. But you could drink about 15 of these on your way, you know, to on a half an hour car ride, you could probably finish a six pack of these with no problem <laughs> if someone else were driving the car. Exactly. All right. Why well, it's so light, you might want to drink it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What's next up on the big board, Uh Next up on the big board, Ben, is our thirst and goal betting corner. Although, I don't know why we call it thirst and goal betting corner, Ben. It's Ben's. Well, I changed the name to Thursday Gold because Franny has his Fantastic Five or I wrote it down somewhere. His sexy six parlay. I have my five tonight. Coming up right after this quick break. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Friday hates my betting I, corner music. I love the intro, Ben. I love the intro. I think it's appropriate for your picks of the week. This is Ben's betting corner, and Ben. This is a hard week. It is. It is. It is. It is. This a is. An, it was an exhausting week to bet on, especially with Kansas City now being moved to Monday or Tuesday night. We don't know what the line is going. To. I had a bet on that game. That bet has disappeared. I had a bet on the Steeler game. That bet has disappeared because we don't know exactly when this. Well, we know when the Steeler game will be played, but we don't know when the KC game will be played. So we don't know what the odds are going to be on that game yet. Uh, But first up, Colts at Bears. The Colts are giving away three points with an over under of 43 at the Bears. Fronty. Oh, it's your your betting corner, man. It's your betting corner. I'm going to take the Bears and the over in this game on a teaser. Push the Bears down from plus three down to minus three or plus, or sorry, plus nine and push the under or the over down to 37. 
What do you think? Good. Good job. He's like, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, For some strange reason, the Detroit Lions and the Saints are blacked out. We don't know what the odds are in that game at this present second. I'm not sure why. Uh, Next up, the Cardinals at the Panthers. The Cardinals are favored by three, and the over-under is 51.5. Seems kind of high. Doesn't it seem kind of high? It does seem kind of high. I'd go with the under on that one. Under 51. Friday is making a bet on the (laughs) under. I'm going to take the Cardinals straight up on the line, minus three. I'm not going to touch that over-under because I'm a little bit scared. So many games have been over this year. I'm going to not touch that one. Uh, Jags. Jacksonville Jaguars at Bengals. The Bengals are favored by two on the road with the over-under of 49. That is a tough game to pick. All right. Oh, you're oh, you waiting for me. me. Okay. Yeah. This is your betting corner. I know. I'm not as big of a. I love betting on football. Better or wager. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Jags in this game on a teaser. Push. Push the Jags up to plus eight. Take the over at forty nine. Push that up or down. I'm sorry. To forty three. Ronnie would say. <laughs> I don't say anything, Ben. <laughs> it's up to you. This is all, all you. Right. This is Ronnie's all like, you. All right. I got my Fantastic Five. You better and have a, you better have a, a, an opinion on the next game. Browns at Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by three and a half. Well, I picked them. I chose the Cowboys. I picked them at three and a half. That's With, fine. Oh, wow. I Over do. under is 56. That seems a little high. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe not. It does Considering seem... the way the Cowboys, how many points they've scored the last few weeks, maybe not. I'm going to take the Browns. Ooh, uh, the Browns. Wow. All right. I'm going to take the Browns to win plus 3.5. I'm going to take the Browns plus 3.5 in that game. I think they have a chance to win this game outright. Very least, Cowboys win by three. You win that bet. Uh, next up, Vikings at Texans. The Houston Texans, for some unknown reason, are favored by three and a half points in this game with the over-under of 53.5. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the Texans at three at minus three point five in this game. I, I would also. I would. You would? Yeah, I'm not gonna touch the over under because that's. You know, both teams have decent defense. I'm not sure exactly what to make of the over under in that game. Next up, Seahawks at Dolphins. Seahawks all the way. Seahawks at minus five and a half. You're gonna take the Seahawks, even giving away six points almost. Seahawks all the way. Interesting. I'm going to take, I'm going to be a little more conservative. I'm going to take the Seahawks on a teaser, minus 5.5, push that down six points. Also, take the over, push that down to 48.5. That I think is a little bit safer bet. Odds are not as good, but I think that's a nice bet. Uh, next up, Chargers at Bucks. The Bucks are favored by seven with an over under of 42. Franny, what say you? Hmm. That's. I would say over 42 in this one. I would say over 42. Uh, and I would also take the Bucks at minus 7, too. Yeah, this might be our yeah. lock of the week. Mm. I am not comfortable taking the Bucks at minus 7, but I am comfortable here taking the over 42. I think that that over is a little bit too low. That is low. conservative right there. Especially given most of the games over the last three weeks. Uh, next up, oh my goodness, the Ravens at the Washington football team. The Ravens favored by 14. The over-under is 45. 
Yeah, I'm not about the. I'm not. I'm not sure about the 14, but um, I, I would say over 45, only because I think the Ravens could score a bunch of points in this one. Oh yeah, the Ravens could possibly score 45, 45 exactly points. alone. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the over over 45, and I'm also going to take a teaser. Washington push that all the way up to plus 20 because I don't think the Ravens are going to win by 20 with the over push that down to 39. I think that's a nice, tasty little bet right there. Uh, next up, Giants at Rams. The Rams are favored by 13 and a half over the Giants with the over-under at 48.5. Can the Rams win any game by two touchdowns? In this one, yes. I think they could. We saw what uh, the Niners did to the, the, the Giants last weekend. I'm sure the Rams could do the exact same thing, win by at least two touchdowns. And uh, I would say the over-under, not sure about that one. I don't know how many points the uh, the Giants can score. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like this game, but if I had to bet on anything, I would take the under 48.5 because I don't think the Giants are going to score any points in this game. So it could be 37-3. to three. Uh, Next up, Buffalo Bills at Vegas Raiders. The Bills favored by three, playing for the first time in Las Vegas with an over-under of 53, which seems a little bit high. That's, uh, I mean, the Bills have scored some points this season. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's that's a tough game to call. You know, I, the Bills have played well. The Raiders, I thought, were a very good team. Wasn't so sure last week. Um, I wouldn't touch it. I would myself wouldn't touch Ben. But what'd you do? I would take the teaser. <laughs> you got to take the teaser, folks. Buffalo Bills minus three and the over at fifty three. I would push the Buffalo Bills down to plus three and take that under or that over down to 47. Uh, next up. Oh, here Not we gonna go. Touch it. Not going to touch this one. The Philadelphia Schneagles. They are. Wow. They're fa- wow. They're getting seven and a half points. The Niners are favored by seven and a half. The over under is 45. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, unfortunately, the Eagles plus 7.5 is only minus 103. But notwithstanding, I am going to take the Eagles to win outright on the line plus 289 to win this game outright. Eagles? Yep. Plus 289. Wait, wait. Why Why? Why are you so positive? I just think but- this is the game. This is the game that the Eagles are going to turn around. Wentz. Everybody else, this is the game they're going to win. I hope so, Ben. I hope you're right. I could I be think wrong, you're wrong. But I think you can triple your money on that line at plus 289. All right. Uh, last game of the... Wait, is it? Oh, yeah. Last game of the week. Falcons at Green Bay. Packers favored by seven over under at 56.5. Yeah, let's see. Hmm. I would say over 56.5. These Both these teams can throw up some points. Yeah, it could be um, 37 to 40. Yeah, and, and that's why I wouldn't take the the minus 7, too, for the for the Packers. Oh, you're going to take I, minus I, 7 for the Packers? I wouldn't. I don't think they're going to win by 7. I think Ooh. it's going to be a close game. Oh, that's a tough one. The Falcons being the Falcons, I'm going to take <laughs> plus 7 and the over. I know this is a a trend that I'm doing this week. 
So I'm going to push the Falcons down or up to plus 13 and the over under down to 50.5. I think that's a nice bet. All right, Franny, I want to hear your fantastic five. All right, Ben, I'm sure you have the sound effects there. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, so my fantastic parlay on the money line. Have you won any of these? Uh, Last year, you won a bunch in the beginning. I did. I did. Actually, uh, I still need to put my bet in. I don't think I have won anything this year. Well, that one, the second week, I think I had eight. So that, that was a little difficult. Vikings. The eccentric eight. The eccentric eight. Yeah, I mean, the the Vikings really messed me up on that one. I thought the Vikings were a better team. They lost. No. Yeah. You uh, thought so, Kirk Cousins was good? Unfortunately. Uh, but I got the Bucks, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Rams on the money line. You had, what's the second team? Uh, Bucks, Texans. Texans. Why did you have to throw the Texans Ravens in there? and Rams. Uh, who are the Texans playing? Uh, let's take a look. <laughs> let's see who the Texans are playing there. That one scares I, me. I was a writing this down bit. when we were talking about oh the Vikings. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, there yeah, you are. That's a tough one. That, They're on there. All right. All right. I have parlays out on an eight game parlay, a fifteen game parlay. There's no longer any good because there's only fourteen games this week. Uh but yeah, Franny is going to hit this parlay. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping oh, to finish this up. This is depressing. The night. All right, folks. We're going to get you out of here at a reasonable time. We hope we are only two hours oh, wow. and twenty-eight minutes in. This is a record. I mean, we actually had podcasts at the beginning of the show that were an hour and a half long, and we covered the entirety of the we NFL. Have a little more NFL news now, though. Well, and we didn't do we didn't do the in depth drinking yeah uh, reviews that we did back then. Mm-hmm. I think it was just shot of the week and then end. I yeah. think <laughs> not as much. We've added. Yeah, we've added and we've added for your listening pleasure. Hopefully, uh, this is the Thirst Angle podcast, a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzproud.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, and they are good ones. You can check out all the show notes and links to the stories that we cover, as well as the booze, the browns, and the beers that we review. You can get links to all of the shots of the week that Franny does every single week. Links to all the podcatchers in the universe, or you can download directly from the website. But please, from there, you can also link to your podcatcher and leave us a review. How many stars, Franny? Five stars only, Ben. Five stars only. Just tell us we're just tell us we're we're nice. We do a good job. <laughs> You know, you appreciate all the work that goes into the show. Just leave us a quick five-star review. We would truly, truly appreciate it. You can email us at podcastthirstandgold at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our amazing Instagram account at Thirstand and on our really mediocre Twitter account at Goldthirst. And you can check out all the photography, the photography that Franny puts painstaking effort into to get pictures of all of the Browns all of the shots, and all the beers that we drink. Franny, anything else to add before we end the show? Thank you so very much, everybody out there, for listening. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. 